Hello, listeners. This is Wide Awake by Parquet Courts. We're going to let this rock, and then we'll get into the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. I'm wide awake. Minds are woke in the brain, never push the brakes. song i've never heard this before not gonna add this to my playlist and i think it's a good song i like it a lot yeah that's yeah. the uh add the groove right off the top sort of sets the mood that was wide awake by parquet courts welcome to episode 166 of the blake mayfield podcast i am your host blake mayfield and i'm here today with now a former co-worker of mine he is going to be attending san francisco state university this fall and is a former production assistant at krcr news channel 7 right here in redding california mr ethan rapaport is here ethan how are you wow what an introduction whoa <laughs> man you're selling me up yeah i, I I've, love it. I've been around the block before i've, I've done this once or twice yeah 166 yeah. i had no idea yeah. Wow, that's awesome. No, for real. That's so cool. What's funny to me is I feel like I've been telling you guys since January. Oh, yeah. I do this. No one gives a fuck. I give a fuck. <laughs> I know you do. That's why I invited you. Yeah, no. I think the only the people that thing. I think give a fuck are the people I've invited up here. Everyone else is like, I don't think y'all care. So No, that's know. dope. 166. That's a lot. That's a lot. Uh, this Halloween will be four years. Exciting. October 31st, 2018. Got any, uh, oh, so your very first podcast was a Halloween podcast. Yes. Huh? I recorded it the day before, but it was with uh, Billy Pilgrim from uh, Billy and Patrick in the Morning. Whoa, your first so, guest or some yeah. of the, some, one of the, one of the biggest local names probably. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So he worked, I worked at uh, Reading Kia. He was the, at least at the time, the marketing director over there and uh, crossed paths with him. And I, I honestly, at first, I didn't recognize him because, you know, he's on the radio. Yeah, yeah. And but I, just the voice. I'm like, I know that voice. I'm like, that's like a famous voice. Who the fuck is this guy? And someone said Billy or said his name or something when I was, I was just like basically the, I was the the mutt. The mutt. At, at, the, at the lot. <laughs> like I would wash cars, vacuum them. Got if it. someone's bitching, you take care Got of them. It. Like that was my role. You're the so. garbage boy, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah so like yeah. everyone else is going to like drive cars back to the lot. I'm going to like pick up trap. It doesn't, yeah. But I uh, met Billy Pilgrim and yeah, uh, did some some convincing and cultivating a relationship and stuff like that for a few months. And then, you know, you got to shoot the shot sometimes. So no, totally. I don't have the same luck with women. Uh, it's interesting how that works out. But as, you know. uh, as, as Billy or, oh, oh no, you don't have the same. When <laughs> as you shoot I do your for shots, the podcast. Billy was much more receptive to your shots that you're saying. Right? Yeah, 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 okay, for sure. I feel it, I yeah. feel it. So, yeah. you know, it is what it is. I'm going to I'm gonna try to uh, to relish relish this moment because the odds of me ever appearing on another podcast in my life are, are, are not zero, but they're certainly no, not. They're, not they're certainly not high. <laughs> I think when you go to college, you'll run into, and you know this, but you'll run into tons of shit you didn't even. I'm sure. Someone I'm will sure. ask you to be on a radio show or a podcast. Someone, sure. someone will think you're cool I've, and want to invite you. I've been. I have been. Not for reasons not for reasons that are like cool or interesting, but I have been on um, on radio on a couple ra- local radio shows, um, I think even Billy and Patrick. Um, but <laughs> Wait, no, because because I used to I used to be that guy who did plays in high school. Um, and plays like theater, theater. Okay, yeah, total. And that's a weird. Like I literally, I would have never ever in a million years imagined me doing something like that. Like I honestly, like my middle school self would have cringed at the idea of like being the theater kid. And I, I never, I tried really hard to not be the theater kid. You know what I yeah. mean? But I, I, uh, it was like. They needed a favor. I said, screw it. Want to try new things. It was fun. But yeah, you prep used to 
go on to radio shows in the morning to advertise their upcoming plays, and they would have the kids come on and talk to them and do like scenes from the play on on air. That's cool. So uh, yeah, so that's 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 like the closest I've been to something like this. Um, you probably got money. You prep got money. You prep got money. A lot of people think it's a private school. Yeah. A lot of people. I think- mean, it, look. I know it's ducks up from the area, but I mean, if someone were to like, if I were to take them there and they yeah. see this big at like the on top of the hill with the pillars, like five stories high or so, it's like, what is this? Is not five. it's two stories high. No, it's got to be it's at least sto- three. There's, there's like no a way. there's like a basement probably, but it's two stories. It's there's two a stories. Basement? I think so. It's in the basement. I don't know. There, you know, there, there's there's rumors back in the day. I don't want to. I don't want to spend too much time on high school stuff because you know I'm, I'm past that at this point. But there you go. Uh, yeah, but but there was rumors back in the day that that because the school is an old building, right? It's been in the community for a long time. It looks old, and um, that there was like there's like an underground series of like bunkers and tunnels built during like the Cold War, right? And during the height of uh, like the Red Scare, height and nuclear annihilation was on everyone's mind, and um, because you look. You look through these like grates, you know, like that are around like the base of the school, like vent grates. And I was like, why, why are there vents at like, you know, and you look down, there's like, it's like dark and there's bats down there. Um, yeah, no, it's kind of weird. I wonder, I wonder if there's any, and oh, there's, that school is haunted by the way. Just, just you a prep? heads up. Just a heads up. Yeah, it's haunted. All right. Before we get into all that, <laughs> yeah. let, let me finish the intro real quick. Yeah, of course. I do want to give a special shout out and thank you to all the Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcast listeners. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. I appreciate you guys very, very much as always. And last but not least, I want to give a special shout out and thank you to all three of our sponsors, Black Rose Coffee and Tea, Rebel Fit Company, and Spring Gulch Farms. And now a word from Black Rose. This episode of the Blake Mayfield Podcast is brought to you by Black Rose Coffee and Tea. Are you starting a brand new diet and want something organic and delicious? Want to support a locally owned and operated family business? Have you ever tried peanut butter in your coffee? Well, if you answered yes to any of these questions, then you should try out Black Rose Coffee and Tea. At Black Rose Coffee and Tea, you'll find all sorts of pairings you won't find anywhere else, such as the white chocolate and peanut butter blend called the Ecstasy, organic on-tap kombucha, and the chance to make your furry best friend Instagram famous through their at Dogs of Black Rose page. Visit Black Rose Coffee and Tea at 9539 Old Oregon Trail in Redding, California, open seven days a week. Bring the kids, dogs, or whoever you hold near and dear to you, and rethink the way you coffee today. Without further ado, let's get into it. So, Ethan, yesterday was your yep. last day on Daybreak, which yes, for people sir. that don't know is the television show that runs, by the way, tune in, um, every Monday through Friday from 5 to 7 a.m. on uh, KRCR yes, Channel sir. 7 here in Reading and Chico and Red Bluff and whatnot over on the coast, I guess, which yeah. I didn't even know that actually um, until Nazi showed I, up. But. I found out while working there that the KRCR means uh, Reading, Chico. You Red didn't know Bluff. that? I had no idea. I just thought it was random letters, That's crazy. man. You know what's funny? I think in news they do that a lot, though. Like some of them make sense, some of them don't. Yeah, because like, like I was thinking, like KTVL is like the organ, like the Southern Oregon station. I'm like TVL, VL, like I'm like, I'm like, isn't it like Medford Ashland? Like, I don't know. Yeah, but then also like KGO, like you would think Golden. What the heck? But what's the O? KAEF makes sense because that's Arcata Eureka. Fortuna. Fortuna, there we go. So there's certain, I think it's like the little itty-bitty stations that might make sense. Yeah. Then the, but then again, like you have like in Chicago, the ABC-owned station is WLS because the transmitter is on top of the yeah. Willis Tower. Oh, is that what? Oh, WLS for Willis. Cool. More you know. And also, Nazi told me this, and she doesn't know why. On the West Coast and Central United States, it's always a K. Mm-hmm. On the East Coast, it's always a, a w. w. 
Yeah, that's no one knows why. Totally useless information that we learn from being in news. <laughs> that honestly, that can summarize my experience. A lot of totally useless information <laughs> about news that I learned over the last seven uh, months. Let's get into it before yeah. we bore everyone out. Um, totally. What was like? What was it like? Um, being on Daybreak your last Bro. day yesterday, and then also I kind of want to go through because I never really talked to you about getting the job and the process, yeah. and, and and that was all happening. It See. sounds like around Christmas and New Year's. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I made my transition to Daybreak a day before you did. That was wild. You, yeah, you've been there every day for the last seven the, months. Honestly, so. let's, let's see if I can say this without making people tune out because <laughs> you know the whole idea of like applying for a job and and all that's not the most exciting. But yeah, totally. Um, basically, uh, I I've, I. Got I got on because it was just like I caught I got home I traveled the country all all summer long like I, I took a gap year before I got hired on at at KRCR and I literally just by myself road tripped from Reading all the way to Maine then down oh to, we're gonna uh, get into it uh, gonna I, get into I, I saw your Instagram yeah. I do my research oh you do my you do your research I do my research I don't give you much on my Instagram though I have like three posts and one of them is a potato, I know you so. went to DC yeah yeah I did go to DC <laughs> so so anyway um but yeah I got home and I'm like I still had you know my my gap year was. I still had basically a gap year ahead of me. I'm like, I need, I want to do something, but I don't just want to, I've done so many weird jobs before KRCR. Um, I've worked at, I, I guess I no longer worked there, but I, my longest job, I worked at the California soccer park, the big um, soccer park down off of uh, Old Oregon Trail. And um, I also worked as a gymnastics coach. No experience of gymnastics. Huh? If, any, if anyone's listening who who's a child what? I coached in gymnastics, I'm so sorry that you're learning this now. I had no idea what I was doing out there. <laughs> Just a heads up. Your child was in good hands. Like, I knew how to not hurt a kid, but I also did not know how to let, like, teach I didn't, them. I didn't know how to teach how, how to, them how to do a backhand spring correctly. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I, I just, I was just glancing around nervously the whole time. Like, yeah. I'm going to get it caught. That was, I thought, that's why I quit. Actually, I quit gymnastics because I was like, man, I had major imposter syndrome. I'm like, they can see right through me, man. They know I'm a fraud. Um, anyway, that. And no one ever knew. No one ever knew. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I got out of there. That was, that was, no, that was a clean operation, man. I got out of there. No there one knew go. anything. Um, and then, uh, worked at, um, the local MLK center, um, which is like a community center really? down, down near the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Worked there and was a tutor for like, like kids who were struggling in school. Huh. Um, that was kind of cool. Cause I was technically like, cool. I was technically a contractor for the city of Reading. So like my employer was the city of Reading and I could make my own hours and stuff like that, which was kind of cool. Oh shit. Yeah. No, it was kind of enticing. The pay, and the pay was kind of, I, I made like, I think I made like $19 an hour or something like that, which okay. like for like, you know, no degree minimum, like entry level job. More than the last seven months. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then, um, yeah, let's not talk. <laughs> we'll get into that maybe in a little bit. Um, what else? Oh yeah. And then, for, um, and then I worked at a local elementary school that my mom, my mom's working at, um, Reading STEM Academy. I worked as like a teacher aide there. So like a bunch of weird jobs, but then like none of them. So I want to be a writer or at least I want to work with writers, whether sure. it's writing myself or working with people who write, I want to do that. And so I wanted to, I didn't want to just dick around. I didn't just want to do random stupid jobs that aren't going to actually contribute to what, what, you what skills I want to learn, you right. know? And so I, I literally just went on to Indeed, typed in Reading, typed in writing. And the only job in Reading that had writing was a KRCR job. Um, applied for the producer position. Had no idea what I was doing. Did not get that job, understandably, because yeah. I, I don't know how to produce a show. But they called me back like a few months later and was like, hey, you know, we liked you. We liked your interview. We thought you were a good candidate. Uh, a production assistant job has opened up. Would you like to do that? And I'm like, hell yeah. You know, and I talked to them. And, they, and Carrie, um, the like the director of the station at KRCR, specifically told me that she would try to implement like writing and digital media into my role since she knows that that was what I was interested in. And, you know, 
correct me if I'm wrong, but like since like I think I was one of the first PAs to like write articles, right? To write articles and do social media. You stuff. were probably the first one. I you, think so. I, you beat me to the punch. But, but I, think I know like Andrew didn't do it. Andrew didn't. He's not interested at all. Yeah. But but um, I think I sort of set like a template because I feel like after me, like you realized, holy shit, I can do that too. And then yeah. Taylor, another production assistant, realized she could do it as well. She's interested in that. Yeah. So like the daybreak. Just so you know, like probably half the articles you guys read in the morning, if you read Kara CR, are written by by uh, production assistants. For with, one or two p.m. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, written by. I always wonder, like, what you guys do before this, like for daybreak, like. Oh yeah. Did 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 old anchor write everything? I think, like, just, I, don't... I think they just didn't even put stuff up until the digital media team got there. I honestly think, and I think, I mean, and, and the funny thing is because now they're so used to us putting out three, four, five articles before they get there. That's become the norm, and so now they like. Technically, we shouldn't. Technically, I don't think PA should even be doing that. So, but it's they shouldn't. Technically, at a big station, they would never touch. Never, never web articles. Just so people know. But 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 now they're so used to it that it's like if we don't put out three, if like the PAs aren't putting out articles in the morning, it's like what are you guys doing? Are you guys slacking? It's like they forget that we're we volunteered. You know, this wasn't even part of the job description. Um, And I'm happy though the way it's scheduled out. Like, I hate to give them ideas because I'm still on the shift. (laughs) We could easily go home at eight a.m. Oh yeah. Oh, Easily. yeah. Oh, my god! But we're there for another hour. So, like, yeah, be- what are we going to do? Yeah. I'm cool with writing, but, you know, be- like like you said, some people aren't. Before, so. yeah, before before we, the PA sort of got into the habit of, of writing the articles, it was, like, like pretty much an hour and a half of literally PAs just twiddling their thumbs on their phone, getting paid, doing nothing. Um, Absolutely nothing. Hey, it was I, so get, boring. Get, get your, that's the thing. It's, like, for some people, it's that's, in the morning. that sounds like I'm it, so tired. It's, like, because the thing is, I could never fully, like, I couldn't fully just relax, you know? Because it's like you, you know, your boss is right over there. You know, people are working. You're in a workspace. Like I don't, I don't, I can never feel comfortable just doing nothing while I'm at work. You know, yeah. so even if I was just on my phone doing nothing, it wouldn't feel that enjoyable. I'd still have that anxiety of like I should be doing something. So like, so then, but then if I'm not doing anything at all, it's like, it's yeah, boring. I'm glad I was doing it. I'm glad I was. I am too. I love yeah. it. Me too. There's nothing about it. I don't. I, I wish I can come in at 4 a.m. and and getting on that do daily, that. Getting on that daily digital dynamo <laughs> feels good, man. I haven't been on there in weeks. What? No. Weeks. Are you kidding weeks. me? What about the Haas Fest? Nothing. That's a good article. Nothing. People didn't give a fuck. And that was like the number one article till like 2 p.m. that day. Damn. And then fire and and murder yeah. and then rape some, and some, then some yeah some jackass you know? meth addict has to you know beat up a grandma and then boom <laughs> your story is yeah. no, your story is no longer number one. Sorry to be callous about that, but it's so true how like when you work in news, your like whole perception of like crime and tragedy. I feel like it shifts a little bit. Don't get me wrong. I still have major empathy and I still like feel I'm a human being, but also like, it's crazy how like my mind now when I hear stuff, it's like, I think about like, you know, how are we going to, we need to get on that. You know, like, like it's like the, when I hear, like if I were to find out about like a car crash happening, you know, your thought and and when you're a reporter on, when you're on the news, it's like, you're like, we got to get there. We got to get the facts. We got to get that out. How many click you're thinking about clicks, man. It's a modern age. They're thinking about clicks. They're thinking about, about, um, how many people were reached, you know, all that. They, they well, keep track of all that. You now. know, and look, I don't own KRCR. I don't, you know what I mean? People, that's why they turn the news off. People mm-hmm. don't want to feel that all the time. You feel that through the screen. Mm-hmm. You feel when a certain reporter is just happy to get the story out, happy they got it first, and doesn't give a fuck about the victims, yep. suspects, anything that happened. Yep. And then you could tell the reporters that are trying to give you the facts, trying to show they care. And yeah. I mean, like everything you're saying is not wrong. The news industry is very competitive. It's competitive. And boy, let me tell you, 
I have never met more egotistical pricks than in the news industry. <laughs> I think, and I won't say names, but man, there are some fucking true. assholes I mean, that work well, in the I've news. Well, I've never, like I said, I listed off the industries I kind of worked in before, and in those industries, it's not like hyper competitive. You know, like minimum wage at the soccer park, right? That's run of the mill. So, like you, new you people met, every you year. met most people that you met weren't like they were there simply because they liked the work they wanted to do. They wanted it to wasn't help a people. career exactly. This that was interesting. This is the first job I've ever worked where it was like a career type job where people are climbing people to school. People they are paid climbing, money. People are yeah. They have degrees. They're climbing the ladder. They're looking to go to the bigger network, the next market. You know, people. Half the people at KRC aren't from the area, you know? They don't, they don't oh, have Oh, more any, than half. Oh, probably, probably. Easily like, more easily, than half. Like, probably like, four out of five people aren't from I the agree. area. And, it, and, and it shows, At least in the news section. So, like, people, you know, they're not there because they care specifically about the local community. And, they, you know, they're there because this station is a jumping off point for bigger <laughs> stations, right? Are, Am I wrong? Are we exposing KRC? No, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> okay. I think that's normal. I think, I think most people, if they were to, like, really think about it, I feel like this is something. It's true. There's nothing secret about the fact that you know people use smaller stations as jumping off points to bigger ones. That's pr- the world. I mean, That's I how the world. Runs. I was naive about that, honestly. Like I, you expect, didn't know that. I expect when I I was naive about that when I first went to KRC, I was expecting most people to be like from the area, locals. Like I think of my, when I think of KRC, I've I've grown up here my whole life. I think of like Mike Mangus, Mike like people who are from the area. Right. Mike Mangus is there. Kruger's be- not from here. Mike Mangus could retire whenever he wants. He's there because he likes doing it. You know right. what I mean? He's retired um, like twice before. He's retired already. twice before, and he loves us so much. He he's like, "I'm so bored. Back. I'm coming back." He keeps coming back. Yeah, you gotta love him. He's um, like, "I literally watch the news if I'm not uh, doing is, the news." This is the time my friends would be. Does he think Mike Mangus listens to this podcast? No, nah, I really okay. don't. My no. my uh, my friends would be so mad if I if I went my entire time here without mentioning this. But um, before I got into KRCR, my like my Minecraft name was uh, was Mike Mangus. And um, if Mike, you're listening to this, I just you you have to know that somehow. I don't Wait, know. Wait, hold on. Yeah, what? No, 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 it's the truth. Hey, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing, but it's one of those things where like, it's like you got, I got to get it off my chest. You know, I had, I thought that's a crazy Snapple fact. Yeah. Snapple. You could have went your whole life without telling me that. I and I wouldn't have guessed that about my, you. My, 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 my Minecraft name was Mike Mangus <laughs> before I went on to the show. Why? Just because I, I think his name's funny and he's a local celebrity kind of niche, you know? And, yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, his just, name's just funny. Goof, just goofing or Mike Mangus. It rolls off the tongue. Mangus is a funny name. You got to admit. It, it, Goofy. It, but it's, it's smooth. It's a smooth it's name. Smooth. It's smooth. It's so Who are you? Mike it Mangus. Work, it works on it, multiple it, levels. So, yeah. It just, it's right. It's right. There. It's late. You've had a few drinks. You're goofing around with your friends. Right. You know, you hop on. Your name's Mike Mangus. Everyone laughs. And like then, you and I, like our names, like oh, I'm Ethan Rappaport. Like it's pop 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 Blake Mayfield. Blake Mayfield's cool. I mean, there's a, a. I mean, it's like Mayfield. Like what's there's okay. some Mayfields? Baker Mayfield. I hate Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Look, this is this is a sports pod in the fall because football. Yeah. People know that I can't stand Baker. You can't stand. Baker. I think he's a prick. Yeah. Well, better than a. Better he should than, work in news. Better than Deshaun Watson. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as a person, <laughs> as a person, That's, of course, look, hey, of course, as a person, look, you've think, seen this I in think, real time. I think a, a rock with uh, with like a like STDs would probably be a better person than, than uh, Deshaun Watson based on what he's allegedly done. Hey, hey, we've had some hey. discussions at, at, in the newsroom, right? Yeah. And I know we work in news. Yeah. And I'm well aware, and I'll, I'll just say it. I'm well aware that people that work in news believe absolutely everything that's on the news. Are, oh, are you are you are you a Deshaun Watson truther? You a Deshaun Watson truther? Tell me where he got convicted, Ethan. <laughs> In the court of public opinion. That's tell me all where I'm gonna say. <laughs> tell me where he got charged, and I'm not saying he didn't do it. He did settle out of court hey, with twenty of the twenty four here, women. Here's my opinion. Here's my opinion. He did it. That's my opinion. Your is opinion it, is he it, did it. And and you know, I don't. I think I think we should be comfortable. We should be comfortable having opinions on people's guilt or innocence. 
personally without them being con- like you know OJ. That man never got <laughs> that man never got convicted either. You know, settled in I mean, civil he court. Did. I mean, not for, li- for stealing his own shit back. They're like, hey, you got off last time. We're gonna get you this time. But uh, but but I mean, you know, but you're right. Just like you know, what well, Benet Ramsey? What's her name? John John Benet Ramsey? You know, the the famous uh, child like uh, child's uh, sort of beauty pageant girl who who got murdered in her own house back in like the nineties. Like, do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. No way. That Mm-mm. was like one of the biggest cases. Her parent. Everyone thinks her parents did. I wasn't it. born. Me Sorry. neither. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not true. that old either. Yeah, I think you're true. older yeah, than me. Yeah, yeah. I am older, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How old are you? Um, 21. 21. 21. When did you graduate high school? 19? 19. 20? 19. 19. Okay, 19, so you 19, got the full yeah. high school I did. I got out. I got out That's when cool. the getting out was good. You know what I mean? I got out in 17. And yeah. I, looking back, I'm like, even though there was definitely rough days in high school, yeah. like it is for everyone, happy I did it oh, yeah. without COVID I being think, a thing. I think I've been lucky with my situation because I went to community college during basically COVID, and then I took a gap year. And I'm going to be going to like a university like sort of post, hopefully post pandemic stuff. You know what I mean? You're so, going to San Fran though. They, they take extra precaution. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, I don't, I, I'm, I'm expecting to, I'm expecting that I'll wear a mask, you know? And, but like, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm doubting it'll be like a lockdown level thing where I'm going to be stuck in my dorm no. room with a, with a no. zoom, zoom classes. Most of my classes are in person. I'm really That's happy good. about that. I'm really, I'm, I want in-person classes. Definitely. I want to talk about so, – honestly, I want to talk <laughs> about the news all fucking pop, but I'm not going to do that to you. Let's talk about you, dude. Let's talk about just your early life and just your interest in writing. I mean, you were kind of touched on in the last segment, dude, but yeah. what was your interest in writing and, and why did you want to make this a career? And, you know, people say journalism is dying, but – and the pay isn't very well. I mean, yeah. that is true as well. But what is the thing that kind of makes you still want to do it in the 2020s, um, you know? Because at the end of the day, I like it. Um, that's honestly it. Like I, I like it. I, I feel like I'm good at it. Um, I've been as ever, ever since I was a kid, like for, there's a, there's a while before I like got into sports, before I started doing extracurricular stuff. Like if I had to pick like a personality trait for myself in like elementary school through like early middle school, I was like the, I was like the kid who like read a lot, you know, like, like I, I loved, I loved reading. I loved like, man, magic Treehouse. No, like, I mean, yes, Magic Treehouse. I was, like, second grade, dude. I was, like, second yeah. grade. But, like, yeah, like, I read, I read like, you know, Harry Potter and, like, all the, all the, and, like, and, uh, and, like, the Percy Jackson books and Fablehaven. That, those were books okay. that got me into it in, like, third grade, third, fourth grade. And then I started reading more. Dude, I'm a big Stephen King fan. Like, I know, I know he's not, like, the best writer. Like, I'm not going to, like, sit here and say he's, like, you know, the best horror writer out there. But I, I like his stories. I, I, dude, I have a whole shelf in my room. Like, I have a bookshelf in my room. An really? entire shelf. I have, like, I think I own, like, 20 of his books or something like that. Your house haunted? My house is not. No, you preps haunted. My house is not. Dude, my house <laughs> okay. was built in like the '90s. It's like a site. Hey. I, oh, okay. Oh, you're good. Unless we were built on top of like a like a Native American burial ground and we didn't know about it. You know what right. I mean? I, I think we're I think we're we're safe. I don't think anyone's died in it yet. Um, <laughs> fingers crossed, right? Um, like the, That's good. The, the, pre, the previous the previous owners were like you know like family with like two kids. They like moved out. And, you know the house the house is it's like the opposite of haunted. It's like it's honestly it doesn't have enough history. It's just like it's a suburban house. It's nope. a virgin house. It's a, yeah, you, you guys are the first ones to <laughs> get in there. I was gonna say, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. You guys pop the cherry there's on no, the house. There's no, you know, it hasn't had any experience yet. You know, it's still, it's still, still learning the ropes. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> ha- hasn't, hasn't came yet. Hasn't, yeah, no, hasn't it, figured it's, it out. It's 100. See, and again, that contrasts the school that I went to. But I, I know you, you were trying to maybe save the the whole you prep haunting thing until the end. But that's, I'm, I just think uh, we don't have I'm, to save it. I, I mean, brought, we could talk about things whenever. I, see, I brought it up. I brought it up because it just sort of happened to come up. But uh, I think that's an interesting thing that people who didn't go there don't know about is, go ahead uh, talk about like it the dude so there's this like janitor there um uh 
He's it's not like, like a Kerry Tao janitor, right? Kerry Tao? Or Ta- Chow, or whatever that dude's name is in Chico State. It's not like that. Oh, right? no, no. Okay, he, good, he's, good. You know, he's not calling for like the death of, of, of whites. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, he, he's, a, he's like a Santa Claus looking guy with like, like, you know, big, his name's Jeff. And man, that guy, I don't know if he, I don't know if he likes messing with students, but I've heard, so, so, so he, he's told us stories about how like, so it's the reason why I, I don't believe, I don't believe in ghosts. First of all, I think it's fun to, to like maybe speculate, you know, okay. I think it's fun, but I don't really, if my heart of hearts, I don't believe in it, but like there's been three different people. So there's these old ladies. There's like, you know, the big tower at the top of you prep is kind of like a dome kind of looking thing, right? Yeah. There's yeah. like, they're up. So there's a cost. You, you go up this like narrow wooden staircase in like the dark. It's like this really creep. And at the top, there's this big co- the room with all these old costumes in it like, filled with old, like, dresses and suits and stuff, and there's two, like, old women up there who, like, sew and work all day long. <laughs> they're, like, they're, like, hired by... Is this is real? Yeah. They're, they're, okay. they're, like, hired... They're, like, employees of, like, the school district who, like, work on... They're, like, they're literally, like, seamstresses, and they, like, make all the costumes for, like, the plays and stuff up there, and they literally, like, work in, like, the top of the tower at U-Prep, up, like, shut away up there. Huh. And they have a big... They have a big painting of, like, an old, like, Victorian child up there, and they th- and they and they say there's a little... And they've told us, they're, like, there's a little girl ghost that that roams the campus janitor jeff has said that he's had experiences with a little girl ghost where he says like they would like they were like putting on like polish on the floor um one night and then like the next morning they come in and like the hallway that they put polish on there was like bare little footprints through it that's what he says that's what he says he says and he says there's no way anyone like let like there was no it was like off school hours it was all locked up yeah um my soccer coach mr nichols um, he said he's had experiences where he was late at night, um, grading papers and he's right next to the old girl's bathroom on the second floor. And, and he said like, he, it was like 11 o'clock midnight and he hears a sink turn on in there. It's like the school's empty, dark. He goes in, the lights are off in there, but the, the water's running in the sink. And, uh, oh, shit. and he, and he said, and he said like he turned, he, you know, he turned it off. He thought it was weird. He thought maybe, maybe there was like a teacher who used the restroom and just for, it was tired. And anyway, same thing, like the water turned on again, like a few minutes later, and he goes in, and then like he's looking into the dark bathroom, then the water turns off in there, like while he's looking, and he's and he he noped out of there, he noped, and he was telling us this on our way back from like a like a soccer game in Wairika. It was late at night, you know. He's telling us this right as we're pulling. Oh, up he to might the be school. just making shit no, up. Yeah, no, I don't. Dude, he he is that type of guy, but dude, I don't care. I man. we were we were, qu- we were shaking in our boots. Man. Uh, I mean, the story's Holy, amazing. So three different people have told us three different experiences with like weird things going on in there, and it's That's an old it's an old school. I don't yeah. know, man. Hey, if if I don't believe I'm sure the ghost, there's some kid there. That's if, if there if there was a place in Reading that was going to be haunted, it would be that place. That's all I'm gonna. That's all I'm gonna. That's what or I'll, old that's what Shasta, or old which Shasta. is haunted. Oh yeah. I was like, you don't believe in ghosts? Go up there at night. That's true. The I'm old cemetery. You, 11 p.m. midnight, like dark hours. They 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 lean no one into, out there. They lean into that too. They have that whole like hologram of like an old prisoner in their jail. You know, they well, do that. I mean, that. Are they leaning into it? I mean, <laughs> you think I saw something? I don't think that guy's yeah, real. Don't get me wrong, but like, I think they're like, hey, this is the kind of shit that's up here. I mean, you go up to Old Shasta and you go visit uh, a prison from, and where they. The where gallows, the, where the, like where the, where the Ruggles brothers were hanged. Yeah, where yeah. there was racist hangings. Like you don't expect the nicest of at least me. Even as a kid, I knew that. Like watching Ghost Adventures or whatever. Like <laughs> yeah, classic. you know what I mean. At classic. 11, 12 years old, I'm like, those classic. ghosts aren't going to be very nice here. But I agree. anyway, let's move on, man. Yeah, let's totally. talk about 
why you wanted a news job before yeah. college. So you had this buffer year. You've well, always wanted to be a even, writer. It's not even like news, just just like a like a writing, just something to do with. But writing. yeah, then you looked up a, a writing it was job. The only, it's like the only, and yeah, it was the only entry level position, like the only thing that didn't require a college degree, and that that had writing as part of the job description, like the only thing. And so, like honestly, my opportunities were kind of limited. Um, not to yeah, not to like burst anyone's bubble, but I didn't go to Carousel because I had like a passion for local news. It was like I just wanted to do something where I got money to save for college while also working on writing. Um, yeah. I'm not really that into journalism, really. Like I would love to wow. work. Yeah, no, like a lot of people, like my boss at Carousel really wanted me to pursue like a like a Becca degree, which I think is like broad like a broadcasting type degree. Um, for writers or no? Like she a well, because she thinks she. Again, you know this too. Like when, like the thing about because when you work in an industry that's like all career focused and people are like going, trying to go up that ladder, right, climb that ladder, people have a hard time understanding that you're there for for reasons beyond trying to pursue further in that industry. Um, and I was there, literally, like KRCR. That was like the like I that was the the beginning and end of my interest in in local news or news in general. I'm not really that interested. I just did it because it was a job that did that provided huh. writing. Um, but don't your parents watch? Like you guys watch KRC? Yeah, and, and stuff, that was right? cool. It was cool. It was cool, and I'm glad I did it. I had a great I time. I did not there. know. I thought you did this because you liked no, local news. No, wow. no, no, no. Okay. It, it's because I like writing, and I wanted to write, and um, I want to be an editor, ideally. And uh, yeah, pr- most likely, if I get my degree, I'm probably going to try to pursue something in like publishing. Like I'd like to work with like authors of like fiction or nonfiction or something like that. You know? Hey, I mean, if I do end up back in journalism, I like in, if I I would like to do something maybe more like investigative, like you know. Getting press releases and then just sort of typing them out and then publishing yeah, it gets them. a little. It it doesn't yeah. feel like you're actually doing anything meaningful, you know. Yeah. Um, sometimes but you're it getting does. information out there, it, which it, is it is good, important. You know, we we are outside of that. You're right. But like, it, when when you realize that people could get the exact same, if anything, more um, like more information by just visiting like local agencies, Facebook and Twitter. Right. Fun fact. Wow. I'm not I'm not trying to throw KRCR under the bus or anything, but if you guys um. If you guys just want to like learn or see what like ninety five percent of the stuff we cover is, you can just you can beat around the, you can go around the middleman and just literally go go to your local sheriff's um, Facebook page, <laughs> go to your local police department's You're Facebook not page. Supposed to say these what? Things. No, <laughs> it's true though. No, but like think about it. I know it. I know <laughs> you it's know true. it's true. I thought am I am I not supposed to say? You it? can say whatever you Good, want on this podcast because I'm gonna keep saying it because like no seriously <laughs> you like if I would say if. All of our local news coverage, it's all that information is literally publicly available. Like we literally will go to Facebook pages and Twitter pages of these organizations and just basically send out through our platform what they've already put out through their platform. Um, it's like centralizes it, which is kind of nice. I feel like we, you know, we centralize all of that information, but still, like if you're not, you know, if you if you do like a quick browse of Reading Fire Department, Reading Police Department, Shasta County. Like, if you're someone who lives in Reading, right? Shasta County Sheriff's Office. If you go to their Facebook pages, you're going to see everything that we're going to talk about from those guys. You yeah. Know, already there. Right. Um, we don't report on anything that they haven't pretty much already posted themselves. Um, wow. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe I did go a little too hard there. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Look, not, man. Nothing. Not no, nothing you said was a lie, so I didn't stop. It's you. All, yeah. No. So. I'm not. Not trying to. Not trying to. Uh, have I've, care this platform's an honest platform. People could be themselves. So. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're sitting here lying your ass off, I, I really don't. I really don't. Uh, I don't think I am. I mean, no, you're good. You're good. I, I, I'm telling the truth about the ghosts. I mean, <laughs> take with take that information with a grain of salt. But uh, but that's that's what I heard anyway. Let's get into this. Yeah. What was what was your favorite part about working local news, dude? The people. I like I like working. Okay. I like I like I like um the production assistants. I like Nazi. I like um 
I just, I, I, I feel whenever I got to interact with the reporters, it was always a positive experience. Um, but yeah, no, the more, the daybreak crew was great. Um, you know, it's not like, like, it's not like I'm, I'm BFFs with everyone there or like, you know, I, I agree with everything. Everyone you did get there to play said. soccer with some of the people there. I did. Yeah. That was dope. Um, yeah. one of our producers and, uh, supervisors and uh, another production assistant. So a whole group of people. I, I got them, uh, go to, go to California soccer park. There's adult league. Uh, it's a, <laughs> it's a good time. Uh, we need more people which trust me. I, I was always struggling to get bodies out on the field, but it's a, it's a great facility. Really? We, yeah, that's why, that's why I had those, the, the, I, we, I technically had a team, um, but half the roster just wouldn't show up. So I would, I would always invite the, the KRCR guys out to fill in. But, uh, yeah, huh. the people, people don't know that the, the, the soccer park had the most, awful fields I've ever experienced in my entire life for a long time. Um, and we like, huh. I want to say like 2020 summer. I want to say like 2020 is when we got brand spanking new fields. Like the people who made like UC Berkeley's like football field or something like that. Oh, that's cool. Something like that. They made our fields and it's like literally four brand new full size soccer fields, you know, some like organic coconut cork mixture infill with like, you know, I don't even know heat resistant Kentucky blue gra- yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, some NFL uh, yeah, grass. Really, yeah. really good stuff. Um, yeah, no. People stop. I think I feel like the soccer park lost people because they, they were literally their their kids were literally playing on like sharp black rubber and like 110 degrees, and they're like, "This is just not even fun." Like the fields. If I took a picture of the fields before we got them replaced, it would literally just be black. Um, you know how turf fields, fake fields, have like the black infill. Oh my god! Yeah, I used to, I used to play football. Yeah, you guys had that shit. We we had it. Well, the, so imagine, imagine that. Imagine our problem was. There was like a la- there was like bad drainage or something like that below the field. Like the people who installed it, the the original fields installed it improperly. So when water would go in, it wouldn't drain, and the water would like fill up below the field and push the black rubber up. So it wasn't just that we had the black rubber; it was that the field, like you couldn't even see the green in the field. It was just all the black rubber was all it was. It was all it was. So you're literally like you fall down, you fall down on that field. And you're gonna need to. Scraped. You're you're gonna need to. You're gonna need to get a, a first aid kit ready. You're gonna need to get a tetanus shot. Like you're literally. It's it's awful, man. Um, That's crazy. It was a crazy. Tetanus shots wild. No, it's dude. It's wild. I mean, well, I mean, think about it. That those fields of ten years of people, you know, spitting and bleeding and and and. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, sweat. Sweat. Just exactly. anything. Dirt. And just, and yeah. yeah, just being out. Yeah, just just black rubber. I think it's like rubber tires that they like recycle. Yeah, it's tires that they grind yeah. up. But yeah. now it's it's a lot better. It's a. It's, they're so, they're really nice fields. Um, look at me. I'm not at no 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 sponsorship. I'm, I'm not trying to promote the soccer park. I don't I don't like I don't work there anymore either. But uh, just I it's a great facility. It's a, it's a good look. Like I I'd say north of Sacramento and like south of maybe like Medford. Like we're like, probably the nicest soccer facility in that whole region. So like. Definitely something that people should take advantage of. Um, it's great. I, okay. I, yeah. Try All to right. try to shine a light on things in the local community. People <laughs> people should love people should like where they live. I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What so, was even the question? So why did you want a news job before college? <laughs> Not, no reason. Honestly, I didn't want a okay. news job before college. There we go. There we go. So I I didn't know that. I like I guess I'm coming from the perspective of. Um, I'm under the impression that you and your family like just love <laughs> KRCR, like because you'd always talk about it. I mean, and yeah. I, I watched it back in the day and stuff like that. It, but I guess, I guess I like the idea. It was a bit surreal. I, I think, I think just the idea that you're you're working for a place that like you've known your whole life and that your family watches in the evenings, like it's kind of cool. But I mean, yeah. Aside from that, it wasn't like like if it like I let's just say I wouldn't have like if I moved to a. To a different area, I wouldn't like have that same infatuation with their local news station. You know, it wasn't like I'm obsessed with local right. news. I just sort of like the idea of oh, KRCR. That's where Mike Mangus is and Mike Kruger and for a while Kelly Som. Man, did KRCR disillusion me to Kelly Som? Um, 
I, I, I just want to hear some of the horror stories. I, I like the real ones. Yeah, I, I don't want to hear from someone's it's, it's perspective. Hard. I know it's kind of where it's like, oh fuck them, and they just suck my dick. No, yeah. I want to hear the real like, what's the real shit? Yeah, no, Kel- uh, I don't know because obviously her uh, career has been action news, KRCR, back to action news. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, yeah, no, apparently, so to obviously she's all public she, information. She was a local name that like we knew along with like. Mangus of course, she was a daybreak anchor and like, for you know, a decade, and, and I and she never gave off the impression to me that she was like like a jerk or anything. I don't know her personally, so I don't want to talk that like talk crap about her. Let's just say Kelly, if you're listening, you've not, not listening. You've not, you've not left a lot of people with a good impression on you. Let's just say that. Oh, she don't um, care. She don't care. You yeah, don't think she cares? I don't think so. I don't think. Well, her contract was up. Yeah, because uh, that was my thing when I first heard about all these all these bad stories and how much of a of a jerk she was. It it always came back to. Well, why and when did she leave when she did? Oh, her contract was up. Mm-hmm. Like, so she fulfilled her deal. Like, I'm not saying I'm not saying well, you should p- treat people the way you treat people, well, see, but like, it's not like she quit. No, no, it's for, not for, like she got and I, bought and out. For me, I would never, I would never hold hold that. I would never hold someone like moving to like. I would never hold someone making a career move against them. She um, lives in Chico, uh, at least to my knowledge. Yeah, I think she does. She's in Chico, and she always and, has, um, and, at least and, for the better part of a while. I think for me, the the reason why why why. The stories I've heard about her have left a bad taste in my mouth. Have just been people have just talked about that she's just terrible to work with. Just like you know, yeah, just really unnecessarily mean, unsocial, antisocial behavior type stuff like that, which is terrible. Like you know, you watch you watch them every morning. You know, when you're growing up and you have a really positive impression of them. You know, just because they're you know when you're on the news, you put on your best. You know, you put your best. Uh, Put your best face on, you know, for the camera. You go upstairs for you an hour know, and get yeah, ready. You, you don't know who that. You don't know who that. But you know, you don't know who they are. So that was that was sort of. A, I was sort of a bit. I was a bit like I was excited to. I'm like, oh, we're working with Kruger and Kelly Sum. But hey, Tamara, who I worked with for the first couple of months, and Nazi Javid, great man, great people. Can't can't speak highly enough about Nazi and Tamara. Yeah. Um, again, I don't want to speak badly about Kelly Sum either, just because I never met her. This is just all what everyone else has told it's me. It's hearsay. It's hearsay. Right. Exactly. This is not admissible in the court of law. You know, you can't. You the can't. Court of public opinion, though. Court of, oh, one hundred percent. Oh, you're going to prosecute. That's all. That's all the. <laughs> that's all the court of public opinion hey, we're is. Prosecute. I was going to no say parole. no, no, yeah, no life sentence, man. <laughs> you got no parole. No, in the for court real. Of it, public court opinion. of public opinion is brutal, man. Dude, it's it might be worse there, than the there, judicial system. You can't. Even, you, there are no objections, dude. It's just you say what you want and you you believe what you want. And that's Ethan, all it is. Yeah. Look at the Michael Jackson debate we were having. No. <laughs> but look we're at. Getting, Hey, in the court of public opinion, I'm d- like sitting there. Didn't Dave Chappelle have a bit about that too? About the whole. Yeah, he did, <laughs> and he was right. I think it's funny. I think I think um, we we you so, know. So you've seen no, the Chappelle here, bit. Here's the reason. Yeah. Here's the reason why why I because before I took again I'm I don't have I have no expertise. I'm just saying I took a I took like a college level psychology class, and it was funny before the. Escaping Neverland or whatever thing came out. Our professor, oh no, our professor used the whole Michael Jackson case as an example of like, and it, it's known in like in like ch- children's psychology circles that those kids were like, co- like the the were coerced. You know what I mean? Like like the way the methods that law enforcement and child psychologists used when when working with those kids to try to see what actually happened were like terrible, terrible methods. It made them believe things that might not have happened. And we know this to be true. It's su- kids are super suggestible. Memory is super. Um, the and, more and, you and this, think and talk about a memory, the, and, the further and, away from what again, actually happened. Just like with, just like with Kelly Som. I don't know these, I don't know the, the Michael Jackson kids. I don't even know. I never watched escaping Neverland. You know, <laughs> I don't want to say that they're, I, I don't, I, I want to believe people. However, it, I just found it where I've, I've never jumped on that train because literally before like maybe a year or two before that documentary came out i was being told by like my psych professor that 
you know, the Michael Jackson case is a great example of like really flawed methodology in how to extract truth from, you know, child witnesses, you know, children who have experienced potential trauma and, 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 and how misleading and how, how much you can lead children to say or believe things that didn't happen. I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm just saying like, I think a lot of people are really, like you said, they're willing to jump on the narrative. Um, I'm not, I never really, I mean, I don't, to me, I try to, Michael Jackson's, you know, he's gone. He's not getting money from me listening to his music. Um, I, I try to separate the art from the artist if I can. Sometimes I can't. Um, R. Kelly. Can't sometimes I can't. Bill Cosby. Try, nope. try to laugh at a freaking Bill Cosby album. Yeah, no, it's, it's, like, it's impossible. No. It makes my, it's the opposite. It makes it my makes skin stomach crawl. Turn. Exactly. <laughs> With me, Michael Jackson, it's just like, I don't know. No, it's true. Like, I, I, maybe I'm Bill not. Bill Cosby talking about pudding making your skin curl. It does, though. Does it not? It you does. said it too, man. I know. I know. That's yeah. what's. That's what's funny. You know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's okay to not have an opinion. You have an opinion. That's cool. I, I honestly, I'm not, I don't have an opinion on the Michael Jackson I'm thing. just about the facts and the fact of the matter. Yeah, let's hear it. Is that never convicted, never prosecuted, did settle. Those are all provable things. One thing things that, that actually one happened. One thing to point out about like settling too is sometimes is if you just want like, if you just want, if you're a really rich person and you just want the shit to be Sometimes Over. you kind of just want your life to just, move on. Yeah, here's some fucking money. It doesn't mean they're guilty. Everyone's like, oh, they don't think I mean they're guilty. It's like, or they're just really busy and they're an icon and they need to yeah. move on with their lives and their personas and get back to and their then, career. And usually, like, I noticed some, a coworker when you mentioned, when you said all this, someone's like, yeah, but isn't it fucking weird how, like, he dedicated, like, he spent so much time, like, playing with kids? And I'm just like, I don't know, man. I feel like we should try to, like, maybe it is creepy, but I also think we should, like, try to normalize a bit more, like, the idea that, like, adults can have, like, fun, healthy relations. Like, you don't, it's, you're not instantly a fucking creep just because you want to hang and out with And they were kids. saying, oh, they're in his bed like, and whatnot. Like, no, and- no one says, like, Fred Rogers, like, you know, dedicate, like, you know, nowadays in today's climate, I feel like, I feel like if, like, an old white guy wearing sweaters was like, I want to make a kid's TV show and work with children, people instantly are like, oh, what a fucking creep. <laughs> it's, like, it's Mr. Fucking Rogers, man. You know, like no, like 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 what he what he did was he was he was a he was a he was a national you know icon, a hero. You know, he he was he's what people aspire to be. Really, I really hope you're looking at me. I really hope there's no nothing's come out about Mr. Rogers, right? Nothing's come out like, like nothing, right? I don't think okay, so. Good. No, then I, can I don't speak, know. You're then good. I can speak totally guilt free about that. That's yeah. an amazing man. I watched him growing up. Um, and you know, if if we just have the if we if our criteria is just older guy. Spends a lot of time with children. Nice to children. Equals, you know, and again, and this is me saying, I honestly know none of the details about the whole Michael Jackson thing. I know he's accused of inappropriate stuff. That's my, it. So. <laughs> I like how this is what we're talking about. I I, 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 I think it's entertaining. It's funny because I feel like, like, we talked about this yesterday. I'm like, Dude. And I'm just like, man, I don't know what to think, man. I don't know what to think. Because Oprah made the documentary oh. 10 years after his death. And she was one of his friends, mm-hmm. allegedly, you know. But they have interviews. They have, you know, and 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 I Michael, can see how you know, that's kind of scummy. Yeah, uh, Oprah is so nice well, to what me. If, what you know, she, it's, what if, well, let's say, let's say you were it's like such fucking bullshit. I agree. Even. I agree that it can that it comes that, up, and it come Oprah across can as, just get away with. I can that. agree that it can come across as totally backstabby and scummy. Here's a hypothetical: What if you were really good friends with someone, and then like, let's say you learned after they died, like new information about like, wow. Like, you know, you go into their basement, you're doing a how like, you know, you're at their estate sale and you find like a box of like news clippings about a local it don't serial ma- It doesn't killer. matter. I'm not going to go through the process of making their, the you're whole. You're not going to air their dirty laundry. Let's go me and you, right? 
you die, right? Yeah. Knock on wood. You die. <laughs> you walk outside, well, you die. It's going to happen one day, but yeah. Right now. Yeah, let's say, yeah. I happen to, someone lets me know, hey, Ethan, you know, the soccer park, man, he was a little whatever. Does not give me the right to go make a two-hour fucking dock with your accusers, with some family and friends. That's fucked up. Okay. And that's what Oprah did. Okay. She backed it. And then has the audacity to go talk with Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, who they got a lot of accusations of the royal family. Yeah, the, the royal family. I mean, let me tell you, just like the Catholic Church has a lot of allegations— I mean, and, and, but if I say this in the newsroom, I'm the crazy guy. <laughs> I'm nuts. Why the fuck is Will Gans over in London talking about the royal fucking family? Why the fuck are we covering this? They are fucking weird, Ethan. Yeah. Stuff, and I'm not the crazy guy think, in the room I when do. I'm talking about shit like that. And no matter what the people on the news want to tell me, I'm not the crazy you're, guy. You're talking about when Will Gans was over there for like the, the platinum jubilee, right? Or something like that. Why the fuck are we celebrating this bitch? Dude, she's a dude. I mean, she came in on a broom. You, you can you can ask, dude. They're evil. <laughs> you can you can ask the same thing, man, about so many celebrities. They had right? a genocide happen. That's how they got in power. Like, I mean, are you talking about like the 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 royal family? Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. They're. I mean, monarchy in general is not really a great. I mean, the fact the fact that like you know there was uh, for the longest time in 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 the UK there was there was like this family and then everyone else below them. You know, that's not going to lead to. To good results, you know what I mean. I don't know, man. I, I don't know about. I don't know. I know. I know the yeah. The the United Kingdom, you know, colonizing everything and fucking everything over. I, I read. I read like uh, what they did in, in India for all those years. I mean, I don't know, but I mean, what? Okay, the, I think the. I, I think I think I see what you're saying. Like the royal, the royal family and like monarchy in the UK has been fucked up for like a long ass time, right? They're t- what, they're awful people. What did? What did this is me saying. This is me genuinely not knowing. Like, what what is like Queen Elizabeth done specifically? Aside from like, you know, you can make a conspiracy about like Princess Diana having I, her. I don't want to say the word. I don't want to say the word. The word. The p word. I know what the p word is. What, yeah. Really? Yeah. Is that, is that like a thing? Yeah. I had no idea. Same way in the church, the the, the Catholic Church. That's a big thing. Well, I know. It's I know. A big I know. Thing. I, know uh, I know. I mean, I know the one. It's disgusting. I know the one royal. That everyone knows that's messed up is what is it Prince Andrew or whatever the guy who's like been I'm gonna be honest I don't know who no from it, who. It's, it's I think I think I know Meghan Markle because she's the outsider I know I, I know think. I know yeah no I think I because she has more brown let me, skin let me, let me, let me yeah that was well, that was the big thing the that's that, the big thing the fact she's that it, white <laughs> dude she's the not black it, the fact that it came out that like they were like bothered by that it's like oh my god they're definitely Stone Age people Ethan they're she's not black she's not native she she's a white woman. And they had an issue because she wasn't whiter. They're fucking horrible yeah, no, people. Prin- yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Prin- yeah, Prince Andrew, um, one of the one of the queen's sons, was the guy who was uh was like has a lot of evidence of him like being involved with like Epstein and teenage girls and stuff like that. And some of those reporters in the UK that go digging, are you say are you saying they come up they come up missing? Like, let me just say. I'm taking your word for all this. <laughs> I I don't know anything about. I don't know anything. About I don't the world. want it to seem like for you that I wear a tinfoil hat no, all the time. No, I know. I know but you don't. This stuff. I mean, you. It looks like you have a. Is that a Google Pixel That's case? A Google Pixel case. Yeah. So you can Google a shit. Yeah. Google will tell you like, hey, royal family, kind of piece of shit family. Prince. Prince and I, I think most people would. Ag- I think most people would agree with that. I think. I think a hotter. I think. I think. Uh, I think. You could also say that probably like a lot of like, a lot of just like politicians anywhere in the world are going to have the Clintons a lot are of, terrible a lot, of, a lot of shit on the, the Kennedys were doing some weird shit I mean you know I, 
there are some families and whatnot that's like, all right, you know. You but. know, I yeah, but I just you know it's wild. I don't know if you knew about this, but like, uh, I mean, this is not new news at all. Uh, not relevant at all. But like, I know Prince Andrew. Um, <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny. He um he had all these accusations against him. You know, uh, about being a part of like Epstein's whole thing, and um, and then he decided to uh to go on TV. And do an interview, like a live, like it was like a BBC interview. It was like a big thing. He like had a, like a one-on-one interview with like a BBC reporter, and they were and to basically like try to clear his name, and it it backfired on him so badly. Like the reporter had all the details, all the evidence, all the documents, and like he you know what's bad when you have to resort to I can't remember or like showed a picture. I don't recall. Showed a picture of him like with like on like like with like a teenage girl like who was w- associated with Epstein or something like that and he was like, you know, that could be photoshopped. Like that might not be me. And it's like, oh, come on, dude. Come on, dude. You're not fooling anybody. I agree. I'm not hey, I'm not a I'm not over here. I'm this? not I'm not a royal family worshipper or anything. I'm not getting offended. No, I know. I know. I know. I know. You know what's funny? I feel like this is this is an iceberg. <laughs> the shit I'm telling you is just the shit that you it, could see on the server. There's Look, I don't want to make a scene because I'm not a tinfoil hat guy. I do believe some things just happen. I think people are just terrible I'm more sometimes. Of an, uh, aluminum foil hat guy. I, personally. I, that's, just, <laughs> that's just me. I, 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 I'm, I, try. but I do believe some shit goes down and I, is real. I, I think, I think it's, I think that's totally, yeah, I think that's totally a justifiable belief. You I, tr- I try to, I, maybe, maybe to a detriment. I try really hard to avoid like conspiratorial thinking just because I've seen like. I've Ignorance s- is bliss. I I've, mean, I don't blame you. But no, it's not even a matter of that. I think like once you start accepting some stuff without evidence, it's so easy to start accepting others. And I've seen like from friends and family who who fully gone down the rabbit hole. Like, some people lose lost. their fucking mind. Yeah, they and literally like, lose and, their and mind. And I see like it all starts with with shit like it all starts with like you know getting in your YouTube recommended. You know, you know, can jet fuel melt steel beams? And you're near forty year old dude, and you're like, ah, I'm bored. Let me click on that. And it's like, huh. Then you start watching freaking nine eleven videos, and you start watching Illuminati videos. Then all of a sudden, you know, you're fucking, you know, tattooing a cue to your freaking chest, and and uh, putting you know, horns on. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, eating I'm just, organic food only. I, I'm just, I'm just saying, yeah. You start, you start, you QAnon shaman. No, I'm <laughs> listen. I'm just saying, it's a, it's a slippery slope. I know that's like literally a logical fallacy, but it is a slippery. I feel like once you start, so I try really hard. I think there's, I agree. I will go so, I'll say this. I'll say, I think it's a totally justifiable belief to be like, I believe that shits goes down, bad shit goes down behind the scenes, below the surface. What that specifically is, I usually try not, I won't say because I don't. Dude, it's awful. Because I think I know what it is. It's awful. <laughs> okay. It's awful. <laughs> okay. Okay. I think, I think some of these people are terrible. Like, I think Biden and them are horrible fucking people. Not just that they're bad at their job or inflation's mm-hmm. high. It's not that simple. It's like, no, I just think he's a fucking weirdo. I think he's a fucking creep, and I would have never voted for him because I think he's like we were talking about. I think I think I think he's that weird. I, I think I think I I wouldn't go that far, but I do think I do think I most people would agree that he's Man, not. Look at Pelosi, bro. Those people are weird, Ethan. <laughs> I I agree. Pelosi's hey, a weirdo. I'm again. I'll go so far as to say I think that a lot of these politicians, she's especially all thin a lot of and sucked up, and a lot of fucking the, on pills. It's a lot like, of the older, a lot of the older politicians, the ones who are like you know eighty years career old. politicians. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I started think, off local. I think a lot of them are. I think a lot of them are weird. I think a lot they of them climb the ladder. I don't think any. I think most people are will will agree that they're they're, they're weird. Like I, I wouldn't like McConnell have, and them are I weird. Would, I wouldn't want to have lunch with 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 all Pelosi. Of, yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm with I'm with you there. You know, I'm no. I think I think we totally agree on that. I'm just I'm always hesitant. I'm always hesitant to like, of like to like believe in like specific stuff. But I'll say they're weird. I think I feel comfortable saying they're weird. Yeah. 
Definitely. You're someone that you don't like sharing your opinions about things because you're like my, my friend Al. My friend Al, he's a great guy. He's a very good guy. He he loves joking. Yeah. He's not a big conspiracy theory guy. He likes what he likes. Yeah. Um, doesn't uh, doesn't have an opinion, which is fine. Everyone has an opinion. I just don't some, – like, I know what you mean. I'm so, <laughs> he has an opinion. I he think, just won't share it publicly. I think sometimes – I feel like I've gotten into – the reason why having an opinion – Especially in heated subjects, like like things that things of weight, um, never goes well. It, it always le- divisive. It leads to it leads to, well, on one uh, on one hand, usually it just leads to to an echo chamber. If everyone agrees with you, um, if everyone agrees with you, then you're literally just you're all just spouting out the same stuff to one another, and then well, I don't even know what that is. Like, what's even the point? Yeah. Um, another then the opposite is you butt up with someone with a strong differing opinion. And then usually how that amounts is just 30 minutes of arguing. Like I like debating. I like arguing my, an opinion. I usually, I was actually on a, on a debate, um, sort of a debate, political debate club in high school. I was too. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I like having, I like arguing my opinion. Once I feel like I've, I'm able to justify it fully. I feel like I have a strong argument. I have, I can see, I understand fully what the other argument is. But usually that that works in like a debate forum type situation where both people are coming in prepared, having done research, you've thought out your arguments, just freaking, you know, on the street type arguments where you just come up to like a guy and just start like, like that usually ends with, with just people being frustrated and making really stupid arguments. And, and I just don't get much out of that. I like, I like, Hey, I'll, I'll heatedly argue the stupid stuff. Like we, we talk about sports. We talk about, we talk about, we talk about dumb shit that doesn't matter. We also had... That I don't want to say heated, but we also had that very interesting. Um, yeah, well, I'm, we've had a lot. So Roe v. Wade debate. Oh my god! No. <laughs> the the day tapp- it broke. I'm tapping out. I'm tapping out. <laughs> I'm tapping out. And I, I don't mean to laugh and make a joke out, out of it because no, I yeah. know it, it affects lots it's, it's of a, uh, yeah, women very, in particular. And it's, it's a very serious issue. I'm tapping out because that, I think that's an example of just like an argument in which no one's mind was changed and everyone just ended up feeling more angry afterwards. And it's just, to me, that's just an unpleasant experience. Um, it was only you and one other gentleman debating. And, and, me me and, and another gentleman just that, sat there. Another, the other gentleman also well, joined Well, he, he kind of muttered stuff he under his breath, in. but he wasn't really debating. Yeah, no. I just sh- shut the hell up. And also, and also um, a, a, a woman who came in also started joining in on oh, that, too. Oh, God. But, uh, so fucking annoying. But, uh, but yeah, no, it was... Uh, yeah, I I I, I it's do interesting. I do stand I do stand like I, again I have obviously like I have opinions. I know you have takes because like I said everyone's got takes, but I I respect I I bring in my buddy Alan now. You guys keep to yourselves. You guys, I'm a nice guy. Ah yeah. oh, shucks, you know you guys are just I don't know if you're an ah shucks guy, but <laughs> I, I'm not an ah shucks guy. I, I can see you having the 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 the, the sweater vest, uh, the the V neck sweater vest at Christmas, and you have a tie. In it. I, oh wow! I, I, I can see you being V-neck very classy vest and, guy. Yeah, handing out presents and I'm I'm, def- I'm 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 a I'm a I'm like a knitted sweater guy in <laughs> yeah, the holidays. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like a good knitted, knitted sweater. So, favorite part about working the local news mm-hmm. is the people. Yeah, like even again, like I said, even with even with like arguments and disagreements, it was like I I, I think I think it was a cool it's a cool cast of characters over there. And um, yeah. what was your favorite increment of time? Because you got there January fifth, I got there January fourth. You were there exactly seven months. What was your favorite increment of time or time being and this, there? And this isn't to like again. I like I like the new production assistant Taylor. I like Sam as a director. Um, I think, I think, um, man, if there was a period of time in which it was like Alex was the director, Andrew, you and I were the PAs, 
you know, Jensen and old Taylor. And again, this is nothing against the new Taylor at all. It's just like that. And then maybe Nazi. Cause I think when Nazi transitioned over Sam kind of, that's kind of in that period of time when Sam took over too. The, you know what I mean? Um, it was a couple months after, but yeah. When it, Nazi took over in like Feb. Nazi's first day was like January 30th or something. And then Sam took over like the ed- end of February. But the problem is that month was like a transitionary period. I think, I think if I like, I don't know. I I, res- I, admi- I like and respect Alex, my, the former um, Daybreak director, a lot. Um, I think he's a really good guy. Um, so I, I'm 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 partial to him. I like I, I would like I, I and again I like Sam as a director too. But I think I'd pref- I prefer Alex. Um, Andrew's Andrew was great, super knowledgeable guy. Great like real as a PA, like you couldn't really want. Right, you'd say he's a really you really depend on him. Yeah, no, really dependable. I mean, a lot I, of he's good enough to where he worked his way up to be a director. Yeah, so he's a director there you go. Now. I mean, exactly. knows how to do everything in the room. So I definitely probably like. Probably like maybe like, man, if I had to pick a favorite time, maybe like when, I don't know. This is honestly these last before these, none of these new people showed. No, dude. No, I was gonna say the funny thing. <laughs> I is, know you're not trying to say that. The funny thing is these last couple months, I feel like we've really gotten in the swing of things though. Like with all these. That's new where I'm people, at with it. I was gonna say like right now where day breaks out is like we are we are. It's the same team, so we're just consistent now. Yeah, we exactly. I feel like we we. We really like we we don't have we there was a period of time when like we would have like a weeks in a row where we'd have multiple really messed up shows during the week like something would go wrong twice it was it was on me like really there was badly. one time it was on me where it's just like holy shit dude that was awful what happened with you when Tamara was filling in for Nazi when she got COVID back April yeah. May and I remember she pressed her foot on the pedal and she'd went a story too far I was trying to spring back for no. her. It was only 10 <laughs> seconds left till I break. I thought about that. And we came right back from break, and the thing is just spinning the prompter. Oh she has no idea gosh. what to say. She has no papers, didn't no we like, IFB. did we just like go to weather or something like I that? Literally, you pulled Mike out of the chair and yeah, like, I, like, I like threw him in front of the Three wall. minutes, main weather, go. Yeah. No, yeah. But, but but we haven't had shows. You do what like you got to do. It's live. It's live TV. And, it and, really and, is live TV. And, um, I feel like yeah no the last couple the last like month like like July end of June it's been really smooth it's been smooth sailing, it has been. man like every day no I, arguments like the no last, nothing the last show the last two shows that I was on Friday Saturday Friday Thursday were some of the most chill I literally just I felt like I didn't have to do anything I mean well I was floored so I really didn't have to do anything but but uh, I think that was a matter of just like how the show was produced and formatted now Friday we had the live interview you made it on TV yesterday mm-hmm. um, recording this on the sixth Saturday putting that this was up a tomorrow. great interview that was a really good um, interview Jackie scary that was a, yeah that worked out that worked out really well yeah absolutely mm-hmm. um, damn I forgot my motherfucking point it don't matter you it don't matter okay. it don't matter <laughs> it don't matter but there's a lot more points it's okay we can make. it'll come back it'll yeah, come yeah, back yeah. Um, you know what man real quick let's take a break let's play some ads. Totally. And then when we come back, we'll discuss a lot more stuff, San Francisco, kind of sure, where you're sure, going sure. next with stuff, when we come right back. This episode of the Blake Mayfield Podcast is brought to you by Rebel Fit Company. At Rebel Fit, you'll find state-of-the-art gym equipment, a dry sauna, and the one and only posing room, nicknamed the Ego Room. Rebel Fit also offers classes for those interested in kickboxing, has a PS5 to use once you're done with your workout and just want to chill, and a podcast room where you can record your journey, whether it be weight loss or life. Visit Rebel Fit Company at 161 Locust Street off of Athens Avenue in Reading. No contracts, no hidden fees, and a chance to transform your health. Come in and sign up today. 
This episode of the Blake Mayfield Podcast is brought to you by Spring Gulch Farms. If you're sensitive to certain food but still have that sweet tooth, Spring Gulch Farms has you covered with their dairy-free, soy-free, and gluten-free treats. Whether it's the delicious peanut butter bars with oats, brownies made with lots of TLC and no gluten or dairy, or their limited-time, brand-new, gluten-free, dairy-free chocolate crackle cookies, Spring Gulch Farms has you covered. Follow Spring Gulch Farms on Instagram and Facebook to get the latest updates and stop into Black Rose Coffee and Tea in Reading, Cafe Calico in Anderson, or Country Market in Happy Valley to try one of these delicious snacks today. You won't be anything less than satisfied. All right, guys, and we are back. So I want to dive into this with you. I want to talk to you about yeah. this. Um, and, and we'll get to San Francisco and we'll get to maybe even some sports and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. you are transitioning. Uh, mm-hmm. Your last day at um, KRCR and Daybreak was yesterday. Yes. What are some of the biggest lessons that you think you learned or, or biggest things you took away from working at the local Yeah, news? yeah. We were, we were just talking about this. And, um, and it's, kind of, it's kind of sad. Um, more than anything else, I feel like working in the local news has made me disillusioned with, uh, with local news. Um, again, this isn't to say that like, you know, KRCR doesn't do as good of a job as it can or, or the people there are like, like bad. Um, it's more just like I expected more when I got one in local news. I expect I kind of touched on this earlier when I talked about how like, you know, half of what we do is just literally going to like Facebook and Twitter and just like try to like see what agencies are already reporting. But just like the the you it, you, you made a good analogy about how like it's like seeing how like magic works, you know, like I, I expected when I went into news, I expected there to be more to it than there actually is. And um, when you realize that there isn't, it sort of is like, it's kind of disillusioning, you know, Um, just like with magic, you know, it's like, if it's like, if you get disappointed when you see how a magic trick works, the magician could rightfully say like, like, what the fuck did you expect that I was actually doing magic? Like, obviously not. And it's like true. Like what, what what did I expect from news? You know, what did, what did I expect? Like, obviously they're going to go to agencies and, and it's, and, and you know, what's the most convenient way to get in touch with local agencies, social media. Like, it makes sense, but I still somehow expected something more. I don't know what that more was, but um, definitely a little, dis- not disheartening. I don't know. It definitely lost a bit of its, like, sheen. Allure. Yeah, allure, exactly. It lost a bit of that for me because it felt, it, it feels less professional and prestigious of, like, an institution, like local news. It always felt like... Mm. And, right, it felt like, like before that, especially people always talk about local news like the like, one of the best sort. Like, people hate national news and national media and they think you know you can rely on your local news local and I think, elections local and I mean, news local news i mean we do don't get me wrong KRCR is giving you the facts usually from the source but it doesn't there's just not it just doesn't feel it feel like like what what local news does and this isn't the reason why i feel comfortable talking about this is like this isn't just KRCR. this is like every local news station um what local news does is something that mo- like honestly like if like a, if like a family or a group of friends wanted to get together and like public like make like the show that we make or make the report what we do, they could do that. They could literally they could go to the Facebook and Twitter pages. They could go to the national news and see the breaking headlines, and then just basically centralize that all into a single show. And it's like it made me realize like wow, if like if any if anyone with a with a with with a laptop or a phone can get all the information that we do, then what's you know, like what's so special, what's so about, special it? about it? Exactly. So, I mean, and then again, I, I, I still like local news. I still probably watch it. Um, still essential. I, it's still, yeah, because I mean, I don't, let's be real. Like, and, and, and that's, and that's why, and why it is essential is who wants to spend the time every morning or in the evening to like go through all these freaking agencies, Facebook, you create and a solution for problems. It's, people don't again, even know they have. I think the, 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 if I had to say one thing that's valuable about local news, it's, it's the centralization of all the information. It's not that we really 
find it for you or, or unveil new stuff to you that you couldn't find yourself. It's more just like it takes all of the essential local stuff that's happening and puts it into a single sort of program. And that's yeah. nice. That's that's valuable. You know, yeah. you know, my grandma isn't going to want to freaking browse. I mean, she she can probably barely access the Internet as it is. So, you right. know, it's nice to just press a button on your TV, go to Channel 7, and then boom. every All the, all the things that have happened in the local area are there. Um, and local content is the most valuable, I think, that we provide. Yeah, um, anyway. absolutely. So yeah, that's probably the lesson. I guess a little, 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 little somber. You know, not super happy or like a like a a lesson you can you can tell your kids. But uh, but I, I, that's sort of what I learned. It's like there's not as much to it as you might think. I mean, that's your experience, I and mean, that's nothing wrong yeah, with that. There's uh, nothing wrong with it. That's, that's just how that's it your is. Take, that's yeah. just how it is. And again, like I said, I'm I still think local news is valuable in its own way, but just not in the ways that I thought it was valuable before. In a new way, you know, I shifted my perspective a little bit. Yeah. All right, look, it's part of my job. I got to get you in trouble. Oh, no. Is have KRCR you, have too liberal? Is it too woke? Oh, is it yeah. too left? Is it too right? Is it you guys don't report this? You guys hide and bury stories? What would you say? And mind you, I still work there. But yeah. what I what do you I think, think you're gonna, I think you're going to disagree. I, I think I know a lot of people talk about the news uh, being like too woke or, you know, whatever that means. I know what you mean by it. I know it's like certain people at our station who, who feel that way about it, feel that way. Um, in terms of local news coverage, I feel like it's pretty just like on the nose. This is what's happening. Usually, I mean, I guess there are like narrative threads in the news that can be seen as like leaning a certain way. I honestly like like I think th- I think the more to one side you are of the spectrum, the more politicized the news is going to feel to you. Um, if you're like someone who's far left. KRCR is going to feel like regressive conservative trash. And if you're someone who's more considers themselves firmly on the right, you're going to be upset at all the SJW woke pandering that it does. Um, I honestly think the, I no, I, I honestly, I think, I think, I think the, I think honestly, SJW pandering. No, I think, I think, K, I think local news for the most part is, is, is tries to be pretty neutral. Like the thing is, yes, we'll, we will run stories from like ABC or CNN that there are like slants to that 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 I I can I will agree are like definitely slightly on the left and then on the flip side we'll run stuff from like the national desk which definitely is slightly more right leaning I think we try there's I don't there's no such thing as like an unopinionated I guess like if yeah if you're just reading like the numbers of like people who died in like a car accident that's like there's no politicization there but like so many of the issues that we cover are inherently political like there's no such thing as having an unpolitical stance or unpolitical reporting of like Roe v. Wade of right. um Ukraine Russia situation. It's impossible. I think you can try. Sometimes being apolitical or non-political is sometimes also not like I think there are issues that there's 100% like like even It requires you to take a stand. I think I yeah, I think I think there are there are issues like that where where just because a, a group even if it's a sizable group stands on the other side of it doesn't mean like they should be given equal weight, especially if their opinion is wrong. Like just because there's like a big crowd that's shouting about how like, you know, there's microchips and vaccines and they'll give you like autism. I mean, does that mean that you then have to bring your reporting in the middle of those people and the people and like literal experts who like actually, here's the thing. When people talk about like, like, like vaccines and diseases and stuff, I, I don't know, man. I just, just like everything else in my life, I usually, the person with the PhD, I defer to them. I'm not an expert. I, and I don't, and I feel like people who say they do their own research, it's bullshit. 
Like, have you have these people actually looked at a fucking scholarly article that's been written and peer reviewed? That shit's impossible to understand unless you're a fucking expert in that field. <laughs> no, seriously, what it's they, true. What they Some, mean when people say they do yeah. their own research on vaccines, what they mean is they fucking typed "why are vaccines not real" and clicked on the first three links, and that's their fucking research. It's bullshit. If you were to take here, well, I'm going off on the on the vaccine <laughs> deniers. That's here's why I'm thing. quiet. Here's the thing, bro. If you, were, I'm not even getting these people who say they've done their fucking research. If you were to piss under a microscope, and then you were to put like COVID or monkeypox under a microscope and ask them to tell the difference, they wouldn't fucking know because they're not experts. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about, dude. Listen to the people who've dedicated their lives to immunology. You know what I mean? Listen to the people who 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 work at the fucking CDC. I mean, to me, yes, I agree. Could there could there be a vast global conspiracy and it and people are corrupt and they're just trying to fucking I don't know reduce the population. Sure. Is there any fucking evidence for any of that? I don't know. You're, you, to, to me, I've gone like when I eat, when I buy food from a grocery store, when I get in a car, when I get in an airplane, when I, you know, use the amazing piece of technology that's my my phone in my hand. Like, I trust the people who are experts and have provided that all for me. I, you know, I don't question the aerodynamics of of a of a Delta flight when I get on that because you know what what do they you know what do they know? It's like they know. I don't know. That's just where I stand. Um, a lot of times. I know people will put experts, you know, we'll have, we'll have pundits and experts and stuff talking about stuff and people will be like, what the fuck do they know? It's like, what the fuck do you know? You know, who are you? <laughs> who are you? I don't know. I, 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 I think it, what the fuck do you know? No, I don't. And, and again, people, a lot of people, there might be people listening to this who are like, man, listen to this ignorant guy. He doesn't think for himself. That's nah, not ignorant. He, this guy doesn't think for himself. They may not man. like it. Cause you call, they feel like you may be calling them out, but listen, I don't, I, like I, I don't, dis, I don't dislike I feel like I don't really dislike people. I sometimes just dislike opinions that people have, you know? Yeah, sure. That's where I'm at. Right. So like like, you know, yeah, if, if you if you if you um and, and again, I have a friend, a really good friend, who like is hesitant about the vac was hesitant about like the COVID vaccine and whatnot. And like, did I fuck did I know I not he and he's a super smart, super smart guy, super articulate. Like I admire the hell out of him. Um, he's, he's traveling. He's like in Europe right now. He's been traveling across the world like oh, for wow. the last like three years. Yeah. He's like, he was like in Prague the other day. Really great guy. Um, admire the Damn. hell out of him. Here's the point. <laughs> that guy, he was hesitant about the vaccines and like, and I'm, and so I obviously understand that like people can be smart and intelligent, but like, also I understand that my friend's not an expert either. You know what I mean? I don't know. Um, I didn't want to call anyone out. That's just that I maybe if you were ever wondering where my political stance is, um, what side of the aisle I might lean on based on this conversation up until now, you might have gotten an idea based on my big rant against anti-vaxxers. Um, <laughs> so, you know, hey, but I'll, I'll, hey, I'll love, you know. Hey, your, not... your take is your take. I <laughs> that's mean, my that's, take, right? Yeah. I'm always hesitant to say my take because um, I definitely would say if I if I had to, like I definitely would say I lean to the left, but I'm also like I have a lot of friends who are conservative and I, and I, and I don't think, I think a lot of people on the left dismiss conservative opinions and takes un- without actually giving them good faith and like like approaching them with 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 uh understanding. It does feel like a lot of people that lean left. It does go both ways, but it does feel like a lot of people on the left think they are superior or better human beings because they care for people that are yeah. lesbian, gay, bisexual I and trans and I, and they care and it feels like it's a lot of like I, I do, oh we're better. And I do think like if you're trying to appeal to the working class, like you know, your average Joe who like works a 9 to 5 trying to feed his family, you know, I mean like having this sort of, like, sanctimonious attitude of, like, you know, either you're with me or you're a fucking terrible person. And this person who might not fully be on your side yet or, you know, 
Like they they could write they could justifiably be turned off by that. I think, but I think it's on man political discourse, right and left. Um, and again, I I don't consider myself like a, a central like a, like I don't consider myself like a like a centrist or a moderate. If I definitely would say I'm definitely a bit more on the left, but but um, discourse has just gotten so toxic. Like I feel like back in the day, you used to be able to like, <laughs> I feel like you know you you'd see like triggered libtard snowflake that was like the shit <laughs> and you knew exactly what comment section you were in right you know what i mean now i can't triggered tell i can't tell libtard. anymore no dude i can't tell you go into comment sections for like like whether it's like a predominantly right wing or left wing no idea you what you're going to see se- well you go into a comment section and and you can't like you see you know pussy triggered based all this type of stuff and that's by both the right and the left now you know it's gone to yeah. that point where it's like oh my god like it, I feel like having, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Do you like, yes, seen this? that's why dude, it's funny to me. Dude, and it's weird. I got to a point too where having an, ex- I feel like we've at least not everywhere, right? I feel like there's a lot of places where the, the more moderate opinion is the opinion that people value um, the most. But I feel like there are spaces and it's a growing, these spaces are growing in which having an extreme reactionary take is, is going to get you less hate. What I mean, what I mean by that is, there, there are, there are like events and and things that 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 happen in our world today. Where like, if I were to go on, um, like I don't know, social media, and even if I'm in agreement with someone, if I were to like maybe post an opinion that is, you know, more in the middle or or more slightly to one side, but tries to give some understanding to the other side, I feel like I would get shit on. Whereas if I were to just say the most freaking reactionary, you know, quote unquote based shit, I, I, people would, you know what I mean? I don't know. That's just how I feel. And I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I don't want to have like this fake, like, you know, I feel like everyone wants to, you know, there's, especially for people who are not like in a, like, I know like it's very easy for like, like white dudes to like try to like find ways to be victims. You know, I, I know I got, I, I know that I, I don't have mm. it as, as hard as like other people, you know? But uh, right. I don't want, and I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be like, man, I can't say shit. This PC culture man is fuck. I can't, I can't say shit, man. Like I don't want to, I don't want to be that guy. I feel like there's so many of those guys right now. Yeah. Um, but I do, I do understand it to an extent. You know, you feel like what you're saying isn't irrational or that crazy, but you're gonna get shit for it. I do think that's a problem. I think like people, like like there should be more, more 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 reaching across the aisle. Maybe maybe that's maybe 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 you know maybe when I go to San Francisco I'll get I'll get shit on for being a being a fucking liberal you know because because th- no what no here's the, yeah if you're not if you're not on Ethan, no if you're not on the you know a city you're gonna be going to no here's the thing here's the thing okay. if you're so so like right like people on the right they see uh they they label everyone on on the left of the aisle as liberal right. But people, libtard, <laughs> libtard, correct. Sorry, correct. Because okay, everyone's correct. at each other's necks. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then yeah. and then you got. But then the thing is, there's there's then a lot of people consider like if you're in if you if you go to like left like really left leaning communities right or left leaning groups, they the, the they call people um, they label the people in um, sort of in the moderate so from like central right to central left as like like liberal. You know what I mean? Um, and they don't like liberals either. Um, like like a lot of people on the left like hate. Clinton hate Biden hate Obama because they're all you know liberals who don't actually care about you know you know the working class and and and, and democratic and, ideals. Well, no, they hate the Democrats, man. People on the far left, they hate the just like just like Republicans, huh? hate, just like Republicans, like the far right, the far right hates Republicans. You know, it's like it's like the same well, thing. What do you mean? 
You you don't get you don't you don't see that you don't see that at all like like uh like uh fuck no I see all these Republicans loving Trump because he decided to be red I think I think I think, I think uh no I think whether I think, they're far or not they like him because he's the Republican candidate they they or was I think I think um at least from what I've seen and again this is this is venturing into territory of where, like I don't really have like the stats or numbers but but one hundred percent like um like you get to you get far enough away from the middle. And then, like the establishment parties or the establishment ideals of aren't aren't far enough, and they don't really, you know, they, they stick, they vote that way because they have to, but you know, there, there's obviously further people on each side. Um, that's just that's just what I've seen. Like, I, I feel like a lot of my takes would land me in like the sort of that little the little little area on like the moderate left, and I feel like that's becoming an increasingly unpopular place to be if you're uh, if you're on the left, you know. I just I'll tell you what, man. Especially like in writing, like. Man, people just let it fly. They don't do. They'll call people whatever. They'll say whatever. Like I, I've definitely. I like, went to a couple. I've been to a couple. Have you ever been to a like a town hall or a city council meeting or something? I'll like tell that? you this much. I didn't vote for him either time. I went to the Trump rally here six I, I years think, ago. I think my friend, my friend, I was seventeen and I went. I got a ticket and I I wasn't able to vote in that election, but I went. My friend, my friend went to uh, went to a rally. Uh, just to just to see. It was what's really up. interesting. Just to see what's up. I, I I mean hell I would go. I mean I would I would go to. I'm trying to think. Um, you, he's you in know, Reading. Do you know Channel Five News? Uh, Andrew Callahan. There's no. A, so so he's a, he has a YouTube channel. He literally is just this like weird guy with like a suit who just goes around to like really fucking weird events and just like interviews people. He just stands there, holds the mic out, and just lets people spout whatever they want. Okay. And, you know, I, I, and he goes to you know every freaking thing. You know, he goes to he 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 followed the the trucker convoy. And then he also he, then he also mm. went to like a like a like a sat- satanic you know satanic church convention or whatever you know what I mean like like I he, bet that was interesting. No, it was it's all yeah no he's actually it's, it's actually a really interesting channel you know um you should check it out it's like Andrew Callahan he used to be all gas no breaks was his old channel before he like, oh I've heard of that yeah yeah oh he, I've hundred yeah, percent heard of that all gas, no I know what that is yeah, okay he, cool he transitioned cool. over to uh, to Channel Five News with Andrew Callahan that's what he calls himself okay uh, and, you know just just really interesting people interesting you know. Just trying to get conversations going. I feel like that's so, man. Conversations are just not happening, man. I They're like, not I because like, people are just too busy I think, insulting. I think, I think the I think the attitude a lot of people have is, I am right, and if anyone who disagree, and that means that anyone who disagrees with me is wrong, and being wrong is like like in certain instances is like morally un, like you know unjust. Yeah, and so yeah. therefore, why would I even talk to this person who's like to, like and it's like, man. That's just that's just not how that's just not how shit shit gets done. You know, you got to be if you're if you're gonna if you feel really that strongly about what about about what you believe, and that means maybe you want other people to see things from your perspective too. Then you should really be, try to work on understanding their perspective. Doesn't mean you have to agree with it. Hell no, you don't have to change your perspective, but understand where they're coming from so you can better reach them. You know, um, that just doesn't happen. People just dismiss people outright and think that they can they can make progress without you know, a big chunk of the population, you know, just ignore them. Just, 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 just ignore them. Just, they don't matter. Um, fuck them. <laughs> it's like, no, no, you fuck them. No, it's, it's, it's I don't know. And, and I'm talking again, I'm, I'm talking, I'm talking both sides here. Um, not, and that's not to say I, I don't align with one side or the other, but I, I think you can call it out, call it like you see it too. Anyway, look at this. Look at this. I was hoping, I was so hoping to avoid anything political. And that's what, look what the fuck we're talking about. Oh my God. You said that you don't know how we'll get to an hour. We're at hour 18 already. No I'm not even, way. I'm like halfway through my shit. No I'm not way. even, yeah, we're already at hour 18. This is how it goes, man. That's wild. Blake Mayfield pod. Look, man, let's talk about something juicy. Do you think the monkeypox outbreak is because of the vaccines? No. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. No. 
<laughs> people think that. Just throwing yeah, it out people, there. People think a lot of stupid people shit. People think a lot of things. <laughs> I, I saw it on uh, DuckDuckGo, man. You ever heard of DuckDuckGo? DuckDuckGo, wow. The experts on vaccines. Hey, man. No, you I, go I on DuckDuckGo. I, I think monkeypox is, exi- I mean, right? Monkeypox has been around. It's, There's even a vaccine for it. Yes. So <laughs> I think I think, I think think it, it, it left, you know, I think it got, uh, you know, I think. They don't have vaccines for new viruses. Yeah, I think, yeah, exactly. Monkeypox, there's literally a vaccine already made for it. it it's been in Africa Cause for the shingles. a while, right? And then, you know, it sounds like there was just Monkey a couple. Monkeypox is always couple, in Africa, yeah. A couple of, you know, maybe some people who were in Africa who had it went to a couple wild raves up in up in uh, Scandinavia. Johannesburg? Know? Yeah, and they, uh, you know, fucking around a little bit, spread it, and now, you know, people people be spreading it. And uh, People be spreading People be spreading it. it. It's actually, yeah, <laughs> the, haven't we declared it like an emergency or something? The nice thing about- California and in, uh, Illinois, yes. The nice thing, the nice thing about monkeypox, <laughs> not that there's anything Jesus nice season. about it. I'm saying the nice thing about it is that it's not, it doesn't seem like it's like, I think that this isn't to say don't take it seriously, just that it doesn't at least seem like it's going to be like, like a lethal thing. You know what I mean? Like you can still die from it, but it doesn't seem like the mortality rates are. Yeah, well, I think it's just like chickenpox, right? Like you get chickenpox, it's painful. Yeah, you break out in blisters. Sucks. Like you don't want to get it. Don't get right. me wrong. You don't want to get that. And then it's kind of like, I hate to have this. It's kind of like herpes. It won't always be there, but it's always in your body mm-hmm. somewhere. Shingles after you get the pox, and then it'll just break out. Same way herpes just breaks mm-hmm. out if you stress or that you don't sucks. eat or sugar that or sucks. weight. I did not know that. I think shingles just breaks out if you stress hard enough or if you're thinking it just. You, Dude, I heard shingles sucks. Shingles, it hurts. It just hurts. Uh, like former, your body hurts. A former teacher of mine, I think, got shingles and they had to be out for like a month. It's freaking just awful. Yeah, and you then, just you want to lay there. Even when you're laying down, your back hurts. Like everything just hurts. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, that's terrible. I don't know. Did you ever? Have you ever gotten a COVID? COVID? I did. Yes. You know, I, I thought you were going to say monkey. No, I'm like, no, no I've never gotten monkey. I, I, um, I did last Christmas yeah. on my birthday. On your birthday. Congratulations. Yep. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I, I, um, we never, my entire family avoided COVID, um, which is surprising because like my sister is a very social person. You know, she's always out with friends. I traveled around the freaking country during like 2021. Yeah, right. Um, I, well, you know, I, I, um, I felt like I was safe, but I wasn't overly cautious. Um, and, yeah, we. I don't think we. We've never officially like tested positive for it. However, that one week that I missed of work, where my entire family got hella sick, I kind of think we might have had it. We 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 haven't t- taken like an antibody test, but um, and we tested with the at home test. We didn't get it. We it's, it all came back negative. But, okay. Um, I don't know. The symptoms were there. It was super contagious. We all got it. We all felt miserable for a week. Um. So yeah, I thought I was hoping I was hoping that I would be one of those like unicorns who went through the entire pandemic without actually getting uh, getting COVID. But I, I, if I'm being honest, I think I probably think I probably got it. Probably, yeah. yeah. Uh, December, you lasted out though. If it was last December, you lasted quite a while. Yeah, so I, <laughs> I got it. I think I got it like either day before or day of of my birthday. Yeah, Christmas Eve started feeling symptoms. Was really cold. Um, you know, runny nose, just not, I'm like, uh, yeah, like mm-hmm. things are starting to taste a little weird. Um, just stuff like that. I'm like, this yeah. is weird. Um, uh, chalked it up to, you know, the weather was weird this last winter. It'd be 75 in the day, 45 at night. Oh, chalked yeah. it up to that. Christmas day woke up and you know, it, yeah. it, when it, you get real sick, it, it's like the truck hits you. It's it, like, damn, dude, you know, and, and I hadn't been sick like that in a long time. Like, yeah. it's like, it's, you can't even point to one symptom because it's just like, just there's like three or four holistically symptoms. you feel like shit. Like right. it's like you're it's like you don't know what it is. Spe- yeah. You have all these little things going on. You just want to like you just want to freaking like I just want to 
just not be here. <laughs> I just want to like, I just want to like, I want to be, <laughs> exit your body. I want to like, yeah, give me like, let me exit my body for like a week. This just sucks. Like just lying there. Even, you can't even just lie there and feel good. You just are just like, Hell, dude, I couldn't, like, I couldn't have lights on in my room. Like God, I literally yeah. was, I had like a no light thing. Like Music I was like, turn sucks. all lights off. I had to wear sunglasses even in the dark. Cause like lights would make me nauseous. That was the weirdest symptom of COVID. I don't know if anyone lights else went through that. Nauseous, huh? Light, like super duper. You know, my sister, super duper. I think my sister, I don't know if it was lights, but I think I want to say my sister became pretty nauseated from um during that time i think just from like like standing up lights turning on standing up initially would suck too yeah Yeah. super just woozy and like oh dude the scariest thing would be like going to take a shower and like not being able to breathe yikes not being able to breathe in the shower passed out have you ever passed out like ever fainted i dude i fainted twice in my life like like full-on like i wake up and like i'm on a i'm in like a new room and my family's all looking over me um huh just from um and it both times have been like post like like minor surgery with like anesthetic, and then I get home and I'm feeling fine, and then it's just like I just fi- I just pass out. One I got I got like I went to like a dermatologist and got something removed, and it was like literally like, nothing like the smallest thing. I went home and I was just like chilling, and then I just like and I wake up and I'm on the couch <laughs> with a washcloth on my head. The other one I got my wisdom teeth all taken out. Okay, and I was yeah, feeling yeah. chill. I'm like I'm like okay I'm doing you know. I, Pretend I have, like, cotton in my mouth. I'm like, oh, I'm doing all right. Right. I'm just going to go to the bathroom and, uh, and, like, take out the cotton, replace it. And uh, and, mm. then, and then I'm, like, looking in the mirror. And the next thing I know, I, like, I'm waking up and I'm, like, on my bed. And, like, my mom's over me. And she's like, oh, my God. It's weird. It's a weird thing. It's like a, it's like, yeah. a, it's like teleportation. Except for you feel like shit after <laughs> afterwards. Yeah, because you fucking yeah, because you, you fell down exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's your wild. whole body feels terrible. Oh, yeah. man, I, I used I I wanted I I've uh I've also have you ever broken a bone? Mm-hmm. Oh, you oh, have. Yeah. yeah, right arm. Right arm too. For, yeah. Uh, your your like forearm. Right here. Dude, was it was it was it fully down? That was it cut in half? I I don't know. It was like honestly, it was probably like hairline. Okay. <laughs> I jumped off a bunk bed. Hey, that's and, a classic. And, and I classic. I used my arm as the the <laughs> shield. And and you were great. I was like eight years old. Yeah, my the bone was not yeah. gonna. And I was a fat kid, so like Dude, it was for, a lot of weight coming down. For me, so. for me, I I broke my arm. Um, in the summer before sixth grade, going to a new school, right? That's great. Um, great time to break your arm. Yeah, have a nice cast on. And yeah. the worst part is, is that sign like, it. well, the wor- that's the thing. And, oh my god. Um, let me get to that. But like, you I, get a lot of bitches hop- that want to sign your cast. No, that's oh, the okay. thing. There's another dude. There's another more popular guy who had a broken arm too, and that man's cast was fucking. You took all your cigs. That cast all your was signatures? filled. I'm sitting. I'm. I'm I, I. I stopped yeah. bringing a sharpie to school, man. I just. I like. No, but I mean, sixth grade. When you first come into sixth grade from a new school, it's always an awkward time. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. You know, my I also had a I, I broke my arm up in like a rural Chester where my Oma um, lives. They have a little hospital there. They I couldn't pick my color for my cast. I was getting hyped about that. Like once the pain went away and I was sitting in the waiting room, um, I was like, I get to pick a color, and I was like excited to pick like green or blue, and they only had white. So I got all oh, yeah, and you know, dude. after months, the white gets all, yeah, it's all yeah, dirty it's, it's and all shit. Dirty. Yeah, you're all gross. And you know what's the worst part? I played back before I I played soccer. I I, I loved playing soccer back in the day, and um, I tried out. I was a keeper though. Before I before I switched to like defender midfield positions, I, I was a, I was a goalie, and um, I tried out for the middle school soccer team as a, for a goalie with a cast on my arm. Um, that go well? No, I didn't make the team. Yeah. <laughs> I should have seen that coming. I really should have. Why would that would they... have been kind of ill? You would have made <laughs> if the I had team made it. I'm that with good. The cast, yeah, yeah hell no, yeah. I I, um, I ended up I ended up man. One of the best. Shout out to uh, Amy Amy Chambers. Um, the mom of a, of a girl in my grade. I would I I remember middle school. You, do you ever have those moments where it seems like a really small thing, but it like it actually impacted you greatly? You know, like hell yeah, yeah. And, and it was one of those in really seemingly innocent moments where like 
I wa- you know, me and my cast, I'm standing at, they, they, at like eight o'clock at night, they posted who made the team on like the gym doors. And so I went to the school, my dad drove me to the school like eight o'clock at night. I'm there crying, you know, because I didn't make the team. And all my friends made the team. And I was, like, feeling miserable and terrible. And um, Amy Chambers um, came up to me because and, and I think, like, girls' soccer tryouts or volleyball, something. Her their, her, her, and her daughter were there to check out the, the, the tryouts, too. And she said, hey, you know what? Even if you didn't make it, still freaking go to the practices, show up, and I guarantee you that, that there's a good chance you can make the team. And, and because mm. she's, I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have even thought of doing that. I'm like, cause I'm like, in my head, I'm like, you don't make the team. You're not on the team. But like, I showed right. up, I just go, went to all the practices every freaking day. And I ended up making the team like halfway through the season and, um, ended up continuing to do soccer after that. Honestly, there's a good chance that I might not have continued with soccer if I hadn't made the middle school soccer team that first year. And because of that, I like, I made a lot of friends through soccer. I played competitive soccer locally. I, I got into like, you know, I, I got into better shape. I um dude and and uh and just like I like I can imagine the trajectory it just seems so small right middle school soccer doesn't mean shit but like the trajectory of my life I feel like would have been different had she not told me that sure. and had I not pursued it so um I don't think I've ever told her that I just want to give her a shout out because if she's if she's <laughs> I'm, if she's I'm, tre- I'm pretending I'm treating you as if you have like the biggest like I'm audience. Rogan yeah <laughs> I'm over here like I'm, I'm over here like hey Kanye if you're listening um oh yeah God, big fan dude. of your music yeah. That's funny. Uh, unfortunately, I, I don't know if they're going to be listening this far, <laughs> in, but that's okay, man. It's, it's okay. You know, I, I did want to come on here and kind of just, I don't think I've ever even said this on air really, but I love doing these podcasts because they're like time capsules in a way. Like I can always go back to, and I love how it's public as well because I can always go back to like what was going on, you know, 2019, you know, yeah. and, and or when I had that conversation and go back and listen to it and you just listen to things, and you're like, oh, dude, I remember I was on like a, a kick about this at that time or just like it's such a, it's just something that like it's, just, ever, it, it's tough to do otherwise, you yeah. know, you like go, I, I, st- I love the, I love doing, um, I started doing a, a journal um, back in like 2019 or something like that, just because I realized there's a lot of moments and feelings that I want to like remember when I'm old. Like I, I, I especially hit me when like my Oma and Opa really, they, they, my grandparents, I call them that cause they're, they were German immigrants. They started a business up in, uh, near Chester. Oh, okay. Um, and, uh, they had am- amazing life stories, really interesting lives, amazing people. And, um, you know, when they passed away, you know, my, 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 my mom and my uncle, they had really wanted to like, when they were alive, they'd really wanted to like write down their life story or just interview them and record it, you know, just so, so we can remember, so we can, so their, so their life can, you know, have some type of preservation beyond, you know, and, and, um, they never got around to doing that. And so I feel like there's so many stories and so many interesting things that like were lost. And it made me realize like, man, I really should like, there's so many things that happened in my life, even just small stuff that I just want to remember. Um, so I agree with you. Like, I totally relate to that. Cause like I journal and just whenever something notable happens, like I'll, I'll write about it. And, um, it's kind of cool. Sometimes if I'm bored, I'll just like go back to 2019, click on like a random day. Yeah. Like, oh shit. Right, right. I went to fucking, I don't know, waterworks park with my buddies that day. And we'd like, you know, I don't know, we, something happened. Just even small stuff. It's nice, you know, or right. man, I forgot that I hung out with that person for that, like, you know, for those few months, you know, like, yeah, I totally agree. It's cool. This is cool. Do you, so you go back? Do you go back and listen to uh, to podcasts all the time? All the, I mean, even podcasts I enjoy that like, especially like right now, Dog Days of Summer. A lot of podcasts and people are just on you know summer break, so you mm. go back and listen to especially August. I feel like August is a po- like that's like it's like school is about to start, dude. Summer's kind of over, you know. It's hot. It's still hot though. Like but, yeah, yeah. July is the worst. August, dude, I hate July. Really? Least favorite month. I was gonna say I think August is my least favorite month. August is number two. 
July's July not, and July's August. Not, July's like that's like that's like summer though. That's like that's like lake. That's yeah, like I hate it. July. <laughs> you hate it. I you, fucking hate. You, uh, I, I hate the weather, dude. Dude, so so I so like the you, sun, so but it's too hot. Like, when you say like the city. You also like the idea with like being in San Francisco. You'd also like the fact that it's like sixty-five degrees. I'd be outside yeah. doing stuff. Yeah, like I have two like large dogs. Yeah, and a like hot and a hot day. I can't there, walk them. A hot day hot. there is like eighty degrees. You know, and that's like a record. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I, say, I'm, I know. literally do. I'm so ridiculous. I have on my weather app on my iPhone. I have you know Reading or Cottonwood, wherever I'm at. You know, it yeah. always has your location. That I have like San Francisco. I have a buddy in Fremont. I like going to Fremont. I have San Diego, which I love. I have like Santa Clara. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because I'm going to the weekend concert in a few. Weeks and you know the, oh, the, uh, cool. the yes. Niners play in uh, yeah, Santa, yeah, Santa Clara, Clara. Um, at Levi Stadium, so I have like Santa Clara weather. I, I check all of them and just get and I get <laughs> <laughs> just get furious Dude. that they have a nice like even yesterday when it was like ninety five yeah. was a high. I'm like San Francisco high seventy, low sixty two. I'm like, yeah. Okay, really? And it's not even like, and dude. it's not even the fact that it's like low. It's also the fact that it's consistent. Like the fact that yeah, you look at like uh, Eureka. And you look the at the North Coast, yeah. And it's like from Monday through Saturday, or Monday through Sunday, the whole week, it's like it'll the lowest will be is like sixty one and the highest will be is sixty four. Reading, it's like you can it's start crazy. you can start a week at one fifteen and end it at like eighty five. Like yeah. thirty degrees different. Or or also the low, like in just daily lows. Like Eureka will be like, Wow, today we we're gonna fluctuate from we're gonna fluctuate from like fifty five degrees to sixty five degrees. And a reading it's like at night, you know, we're talking like 70s or 80s. 75. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then it goes up to like 110, and it's like that fluctuation too is kind of like, you know, you it's too hot. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, yeah. That was, that's also, um, it would be nice if it was, it was foggier or cloudier here. It would make it easier to go to bed early. We have to wake up early um, for daybreak. And yeah. so the fact that it's freaking sunny all the time, and, you know, you try to, you, you know, you want to be a good guy and go to bed and get like your seven hours, eight hours. But it's it's like, not realistic. It's not realistic. You go, no. to, dude. It's it's bright. It's hot, dude. That's the worst thing. It's hot oh as hell, God. dude. Try you to can't get sleep at, when you're try hot. Try to go to bed at like seven p.m. here when it's freaking ninety nine degrees. Yeah, out. still a hundred. No, I have AC, but you know <laughs> that's not that's not the be all end all. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah. No. I'm ex- uh, speaking of San Francisco. Yeah. Do you want to? You, let's you, get into it, yeah, man. Let's, you're let's gonna go to that. San Fran State. Yeah. Um. I feel like I kind of know some of the reasons why, but I mean, you can give some reasons why and and why you know. People always talk about UC Davis. They always yeah. talk about, um, let's go Cal, you know, Stanford. Why San Francisco State University? Um, San Francisco State University? Um, because I like San Francisco. I like the city. Um, I know a lot of people don't like the city. I like it. Um, and it was like one of those things where I kept like, I realized that I, I've zoned in sort of into the Bay Area. And I'm like, I like San Francisco. I want to go to school in the Bay Area. And then like... I don't know. I, I I realized I I had I basically was looking at every school but San Francisco State. I'm like, wait a second. Why not just go to the one that's freaking in the city? You know, I mean, it's not in the city. It's in. It's like right. It's on near the coast. It's it's sort of like you're like a thirty to forty five minute like muni muni ride to get to the, like the center of the city. Maybe not. Maybe like 30, 25, 30 minutes. But um, but anyway, yeah. And then it, and then my mom went there. Uh, my mom was a was a frat president there. Really? Um, yeah, my mom. Okay. My mom was the. They they have like. There's a few frats, especially frats that are like, that are like co. There's some co-ed frats that are usually specific fields, right? Like she was in a business fraternity, and she was the president of the business frat. Um, my mom went there. Um, I have we have connections there, so I have people that I can like you know, fall back on if I need help with stuff, you know. Um, I like that. I don't, I want to be far away from home, but I also want to, I also like having people that I can trust and, and I know will be there for me. Right. Um, and just, yeah, they have a good, they have a program that fit what I wanted, professional writing and rhetoric. That's sort of like, I want to be like an editor. I want to like sort of help people write and write professionally, not technical writing. That's boring as shit. 
Um, that's, <laughs> I'm not going to be writing documents for freaking oh, company. Yeah, no, but but um, I don't know. I thought it was yeah. There's a lot of reasons. I mean, you can under- dude. You like the city too. Which, I love it. Which, and yeah. You know what's interesting, dude? Like I always talked hella shit when I was younger because you know just growing up in the family and just kind of. Until you get to a certain age, man, you kind of just believe and go along with whatever the family yeah, tells you true, or man. choose not to tell you. Then you get to, like, I think maybe 12, 13, 14. When you, when you work when, – I've worked with children um, who are, like – and it's so true. I'd say, say like, elementary school kids, they don't know anything beyond – like, they, they, they'll have opinions, but their opinions are basically just copy and paste what they hear at home. You right. know what I mean? And, or and their friends think is cool. Exactly. Like, exactly. It really is like peer pressure type shit. And then like 12, 13, 14, you start cultivating your own opinion. So basically how it started, dude, was I don't even know how or why my mom is not a sports fan. No one in my family likes sports, but me and my biological dad. So we started going once a summer to Giants games in San Francisco. And I'd never been before, before, you know. But obviously when you're a kid, you see things, you know, you hear about Alcatraz, the Golden Gate, yeah. you know. They teach you what landmarks are yeah, in, yeah. in history books. So I know the landmarks, but I don't know anything about the homeless mm-hmm. or now the fentanyl. Or I don't know anything about that. Yeah. Technology being there, a big thing. Um, so we go there, and it just a year after year, just my mom gets more stressed out, just going, just talking shit, just yeah. like all these fucking people, all these homeless. And I'm like... Eventually, and I'm talking about my mom. I love my mom. But, you know, and I understand some of that because, you know, again, being a woman trying to protect her kid. Oh, yeah. You know, or kids. I'm uh, not. Yeah, I'm not. You know, I understand where she's like, dude, all these fucking homeless. Like, I got to protect you guys. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm an adult. I can see where she's like, as a woman, I'm like, yeah. well, what am I going to do? You know, so. Um, and then kind of just going literally this last June for the Emmys really just flipped my perspective because it was the first time I had went to the city in probably six, seven years. Wow. Realized yeah. how many people really had, like, actually left San Francisco, which mm-hmm. I'm telling you, dude, they say it's like 60,000. Dude, I think like 100, like 50,000, couple hundred. Like, dude, those streets are nowhere near as packed as they were. Like, not even just no homeless or tourists. It's mm-hmm. like, there's just not that many people in the city. I'm like, a lot of less people live here now. Um it was just different, dude. It was different. It was just like... Do you like the vibe more? It was very vibey. It was very... It was super, like, laid back. Yeah. And then also just being there in June, the temperature, and also just people being nice at the Emmys was cool. Uh, I always, as a kid, um, again, I read a lot, um, and I love, like, I love fantasy, reading little, like, fantasy books for kids, and um, and part of that was just, like, going to... I love the idea of being in, like, just a vastly different world and, and like, ex- exploration, and I felt like... I feel, I'm like, you know, whenever I went to San Francisco as a kid, it felt like I was in, like, a real-life version of just a different world. Like, these big buildings and these crowded streets with, like... Dude, it feels like you're in the and, future. And it's and it's really... I don't know. I, I like that vibe. Again, there's, so, there's just, like, literally anywhere else, there are plenty of problems. And I'd be doing the city a disservice to, like, not pretend that it has no problems. There's so many problems. Anywhere you go is going to have some problems that still need addressing to be fixed. But, um, yeah, ever it's, like... I, 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 if anyone's from uh, Southern California, uh, I know my roommate is going to be from, is from LA, but, um, I find that like people from the Bay are way nicer than people from SoCal. Um, really? Yeah. That's something that I found. Um, and it's, uh, man, it's funny. I'm basing this off of one anecdote is, um, my sister and I, we, 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 uh, for, for, uh, for like February break, we went to magic mountain and, um, okay. and then we, we spent like a day in like LA, but it felt like it was weird. We, we basically spent like a few days in like like LA, Southern Cal. And like, we just felt like, like we were out and about, you know? And I felt like we never got like friendly vibes from anyone. No one ever like 
extent, you know, not that we were like wanting people to come up to us and like shake our hand or anything like that. But then like literally we drove into the Bay on our way home and we stopped at um, this one restaurant. My parents, my parents used to live in the East Bay and um, this one restaurant they always went to that we like, it's called, I think it's called Fat Apples. It's like a bakery. Um, Mm. Anyway, we stopped there and like literally we like, as we're pulling in, we're having trouble like parking and this like group of old grandmas comes over and like is helping us like guide our part, like guide our car in. And they were super friendly. And then like, and, and we both like made eye contact and like in the restaurant, everyone was super nice to us. And it was like, we're like, wow, like people here are so freaking nice. Like, especially compared to like having spent just like three days in Southern Cal. And I don't know why, maybe it's cause like SoCal so sprawled, right? It's such a sprawl. There's less, com- maybe less of a communal feel there. Oh, it, like like a commun- it feels like half that city is not even from the city. Oh no, that's not true. Yeah, exactly. You can't say. Everyone's you, there to try you, to be famous you, you, and rich. You can't say that you're from LA because what does that even mean? Right. That means like, like. Like, it's such a, like, you have to say what neighborhood or what area right. you're from. Compton, like, you know, Riverside, yeah, exactly, whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Beverly and, Hills, uh, yeah. And so, um, yeah, so so maybe maybe that's why, like, you know, with how how dense the population is in the Bay, people, there's more of, like, a, a neighborly, a neighborhood feel. There, there Very are, grandfathered in, there, a lot of the residents in the Bay. Yeah. Not just San Francisco, just the Bay Area. And, and there's... I man, you know, people talk about the homelessness there, and it's weird. I, I It's 100% a problem. It's weird. It's like, it's like... Block by block, though, because you'll be in some areas of the city, some That's neighborhoods. Weird. You'll be in some neighborhoods where it's like it's like super nice. Yep. And then like you'll drive and you'll go through this like one or two block and area it's fu- where it's, it's like, like holy what? shit. What? Yeah. And I hadn't. And For the funny thing is, yeah. I hadn't seen that before. Somehow, maybe my parents um, had been really good about avoiding places like that. Like, yeah. I mean, they, and they lived in the East Bay, so they knew like places to. Oh, avoid. they hundred percent knew. Yeah. But like we were, we were. Um, there's an when I, I actually wanted to check out. They, they have an NPR station. They have like, like a public radio station located in like the Mission District of San Francisco. They have like a brand new headquarters there. Right. And I wanted to check it out, so I drove. I drove there, and it was like I drove through this one or two block area, where it, it like felt like I was in a zombie movie. Like it felt like there was just like. Just people sprawled out everywhere. People stumbling through the streets, sitting down, leaning over. Yeah, and like I, like I felt like I felt like legitimately like like I felt unsafe. It was like it was like like this. I get that sick feeling. But the problem is like again, I think a lot of people who don't go to the bay too often. I mean, I I, I'm talking about this as if I I I like live there. Like I'll learn more as I go when I live there. But really, people who who like hear about it on the news, they might picture that as like the entire Bay Area. The entire city, and there, there are sections undoubtedly like that. Um, like Tenderloin, I will tell you right now, tenderloin. just avoid it. <laughs> just, <laughs> my, just totally avoid hilarious. it. Honestly, my sister and my dad. When my and my sister was maybe like like seven or eight years old at the time, and my you might they basically they they were going to get picked up by a family friend in this like area in San Francisco. They'd spent the day walking around the city. Anyway, on their way to go to the place where they where they were going to get picked up, they got lost. And they walked right through. They had no idea, but they walked right through that district. And mm. the stories they said, even they were only there for like ten minutes, fifteen minutes walking through it. But just like, just people like like broken glass everywhere. People just pissing right next to them. Like like man, there there's just there. I feel like there's just problems. And, and the funny thing is, I I think the sad thing is, I feel like there is no perfect solution because you know people aren't perfect and i feel like there's no matter what you do there's always going to be some people who, who dude, come down i mean it, yeah okay to daily city and all that you're on the peninsula yeah. dude it's the next place over there's a five mile fucking bridge in the way <laughs> they're not going anywhere where do you want them to go into the water like dude that's not realistic that's the problem i think is that i think, I think where are you gonna send them i think i think it, well and that's and so many i feel like so many people have so many places have the policy of like Let's send them somewhere else. And 
the problem is if every place has that policy, then these people are just getting sent around. It's like right. s- somewhere somewhere there needs to be a fucking like cutoff point. Cutoff like, point where he's like, okay, we need to be the place that actually fixes this issue and and doesn't fix it by like again. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think I, I think a lot of these people need help. I think most of them aren't like you know a lot of them are that we a lot of them are mentally ill. You know, um, it's interesting. A lot of a lot of I wonder how many people out there. I remember I saw an interview. I saw I I don't I I can't quote it. There was a there was something I saw where it's like just interviewing like homeless people. Um, and I, then like uh, like a homeless woman said like she like she would wager that literally a hundred. A hundred percent, or near a hundred percent, of the people you see out on these streets are, are me- have a, some mental illness, and this is like a homeless woman herself, you know, mental illness, drug addiction. And I don't think the answer is just like I feel like when people want to just like a lot of people throw out like jail or imprisonment as like an answer somehow, and it's like I just I feel like that's that's the equivalent of like you know you spilled you know you spilled like something on the floor and you shove it under a rug and just pretend it. Let's just pretend this doesn't exist, you know. Um, I don't know. Well, kind of a somber thing to talk about, but it's. I mean, hey, I'm going to San Francisco, right? I know that's I mean, one of the things that's most, you know, one of the biggest problems. For sure. Like, yeah. and, and it always has been because it's like the city is so fucking expensive. Mm-hmm. The city is very lax on prosecuting, and I don't want to say accountability because that's that's fucked up. But just just prosecuting and not um criminalizing and demonizing their citizens. I think they're very, I think it's a passionate thing. Hmm. I think that's where the real disconnect with San Francisco politics is. A lot of the people, Pelosi, Newsom, London Breed, the current mayor, dude, they're from the area. Like they're from, they've lived there, they know the area. They don't want to criminalize and demonize their own communities. Hmm. That's something they're not into. And again, I don't know. I I, I don't know if, I think, I think that there is. I feel like that's a part of it. I think there is. Yeah, I think, I think we just, I think there just needs to be more. I, I, I agree. I agree that there are things where you need to, like criminalization. I think some people are so opposed to any type of criminalization to an extent that's like also non-productive. I definitely am someone who's in the camp that like I don't think the criminalization um, and just like like sweeping generalized criminalization is like the answer. But I do think that there that it's totally fine. Like there are certain circumstances where that it's necessary. And I think some people don't want to, you know, they're a bit, they, they, they're, they're a bit hesitant to like, because because you know you feel bad for these people you know it's sort of you don't you don't I don't know well that was the big thing with um the last district district attorney of San Francisco oh the uh, one that got recalled uh, right? yeah yeah you know uh, you know more about Ch- this stuff Chessa than me. Chessa you know Boudin man me. yeah he was he was an American lawyer um is an American lawyer and uh, he ran for DA of San Francisco and to my knowledge I think his mom or someone in his immediate family got locked up and like separated mm. the family he's a big guy that saw with his own eyes. His family get ripped apart by the judi- the judicial system, quote mm-hmm. unquote. You know, he bl- he blames it on that. Yeah. So his big thing was progressive city, uh, progressive. You so know, very ideals. Low prosecution rate. Oh my god! Yeah. But it was to the point where it was like he wouldn't even try to like. Yeah. He's like, and just a, go. And I feel just, like that, I feel like that's a problem. And that's too. a problem. That's a problem. And, as and well. the new DA now has to be like twice as harsh. Uh, uh, I forget the lady's name, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but she you know she's coming in, and they're like, oh, she's a bitch. She's too tough. She's, and it's like when you got to fix a predecessor's mistakes and yeah. and. And have your own shit to to. There, there was you know? a man. I saw there was a really good program that was implemented some somewhere on the on the east coast in some community that was really struggling with like, um, you know, like a uh, petty theft and crim- and just like like uh, homelessness and drug addiction, and it was like it it was like these people would get arrested, but it wasn't like they were thrown in a prison cell or or, or locked up. They were they would then be like there would be like a mandatory like counseling rehab 
You know what I mean? Like, I'm, like you know, they, they treated the prison... They, they, were, they still got arrested, but they, they treated the prison sentence less as, like, we're punishing you for what you did and more like, let's try to, like, get you fucking help and, help, and actually, like, help you, like... A, I don't know. Help you get out of these habits that are that are damaging you and everyone around you. And like there I, I man I I don't want to I don't want to quote something that I don't have it in front of me but like I want to say like their 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 rates of everything just drop dramatically, man. The answer isn't to just ignore it and not you know arrest these people or or, or take them, but like it's to it's to then when you do arrest them to then get them the proper, you know what I mean? Get them the proper resources they need. Um, I think that's the answer, and I think sometimes people are too much on the boat of let's not criminalize or prosecute or do anything like at all, and some people are too much on the boat of like let's just fucking lock them up. You know, you see a guy with a needle in his arm, throw him in jail. Um, yeah, it's def- and it's not. Hey, Reading has problems like that too, right? You know, mm. I mean, we see it, and we Jesus. see it everywhere. We're at the library. Yeah. I mean, oh, I, yeah. I mean, this is literally one of the worst areas yeah. in the county, and it, right and down it's here. Sad because our library is a is a is a gem in our community. It I, is, I dude, think it's fucking so. marvelous. It think, really is. This place I, is. I, I'm, I'm impressed well, this, every time. This whole area, the city hall. I think it's a really beautiful part of our community, and and it's great resources. You know, we have a, there's a podcast studio here. There's 3D. There's 3D printing. There's like teen meeting labs, rooms, meeting rooms. Free there's tons use. of books. Free. Yeah. But I think um, I loved studying here in high school. I loved coming here and studying and. Um, you know, I, a lot of my friends were were girls, and they mm, okay. And they, yeah, yeah, that's what I, that was my implication <laughs> okay, there. Thank right. you, thank you for picking up on that. Um, and and they would be uncomfortable coming here, you know. And and some of them said their parents wouldn't let them come here. I and that's just that. and that's just, I mean, there's a there's a children's park like literally behind the library with like a playset and everything. Motherfucking Tiger Fields right there. It's neighbors. <laughs> we're neighbors with Tiger Fields. I just uh, I don't know. I think yeah. So obviously, you know, we're we're, we're talking about San Francisco, but. Same exact stuff, you know. There needs to be there. There, there needs and and oh man, we say it all the time. I we, we I feel like that's like the biggest for the last 10, 15 years. That's been like the biggest talking point when politicians run here is you know homelessness, tough on crime, and I mean I don't know what what's it's it's only getting worse. It's only getting worse. And then they're blaming it on oh yeah, well they send them all here. It's like well who sends them all where? I don't know where no, you're. And I'm not saying that's not true, you know, but I, I just I know what you mean. Yeah. In, inform me because I'm like, well, where? Well, like, what, well, who like, sends who? I don't even know what the fuck. But is again, on. but the problem is they. So so yeah, they send. So even assuming they do send them here, right? Maybe that's something we can't control. But they are here, right? Whether or not someone sent them here or not, they're here. They're in our community, and and I feel like if they're in our community, our job isn't to then say how the fuck do we get rid of them. It's like I mean, in a sense, yes, because you want don't want them to be homeless anymore. You don't want them to be like you know on the streets, but also like. You know, it it's our it's our thing to deal with. You know, whether we like it or not, it's our it's our burden to bear. And, and I think I I feel like so many people, yeah, so many people will will just groan and about how dude, man, people, they sent him here, and it's like, well, fuck, they're here now. What are we gonna do about it? You know, people we really think we're Jefferson. That's the problem. They don't realize we are California. <laughs> people, think I'm we're not Jefferson. even joking. People really think we're not California. I'm like, dude, we inherit all this shit. This is how all other fifty. States operate with, with you know Hawaii and Guam and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, this is how everyone operates, dude. I, I feel like a lot of like, I feel like a lot of the people who talk about who 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 bemoan the fact that that um potentially you know criminals or or uh, or, or people who are like drug addicts or are start struggling, you know, they they come here because something about you know I think like 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 this is the farthest this is the farthest like a bus stop or something and they get off here, but I feel like you know a lot of these people will talk about you know. Not being, not playing the victim card, dealing the card, you know, trying to deal with the cards you're, you know, handle the cards you're dealt, you know, 
take responsibility for what you have to, you know, for, for your own life. And I feel like, you right. know, let's apply that to our community. You know, this is, you, you know, you can play, you can be like, Oh, we're just a victim of the, of, of, of some, they sending these people here and you know, uh, oh, it's new. Some, it's, like, it's know, like, you know yeah. what? Fuck all that. They're here though. Let's fucking take responsibility and like do something, you know? I mean, I say do something. Cause again, I'm not like a public policy expert. I, 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 I have like feelings. I have like, I, I feel like there's some, I have an idea of maybe what could be done. But like it's all just more. It's I I don't know if I'm being honest. I don't know. But like I I feel like we should have that conversation at least. And I feel like sometimes we get so caught up in like trying to figure out like, you know, why the fuck are they coming here? And it's like I, I don't think that's the question we need to be asking. I think it's when they are here, what do we do? And uh, yeah, that's that's where I'm at on that. What'd you think about mm-hmm. this? Really bugged me. What did you think about that addicted North State background we had yesterday? Yeah, I, I I was with I was in agreement with um with you and Sam. I do think it's a little, little that's bit, in poor taste, I think, right? I think, I think it's I thought it was in poor taste. That's how I would that's describe awful. it. That's awful. Because I saw I saw it too, and before you guys even said anything, I thought I, I, that's made, awful. I made that comment. It seems it it just seems a little yeah, just seems a little in poor taste. I will I agree. I I mean, hey, if there's anyone important to KRCR that listens to this, hey, I disapprove of that. And whoever <laughs> approved that, man, that's fucking terrible. Addicted North. And maybe State, you don't yeah. love the community as much as you say you do working here at the local news. Uh, yeah, it's well, I, that's fucking horrible, man. I think I think what they realized, just like how we'd have like focus on fentanyl, you know, as like a as like a thing. There, you know, we have the numbers, and they and they and numbers are really all that matter. Um, at the end of the day, in terms of profits, in terms of in terms of local news, and because it is a cor- you know we're run by a corporation, which means that they're focusing on increasing their profits and profits, and to to do that they need clicks, right? Clicks and and uh, things that get the most attention are things like the fact that you're mad about it, right? They that, love it. That I mean, That's, that might be the point. How do you get people? How do you get people? You know, how do you get people tuning in and upset upset enough to keep tuning in, but also not tuning out? You know. Um, yeah, addicted North State. They, 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 a lot of the addict, a lot of the addicted stuff, fentanyl, the word addiction, that stuff gets people clicking because that's an issue that people care about in the community. And so, even I agree, it's in poor taste. But at the end of the day, they're they're. What can you do, man? They're doing they're doing what what they what the numbers tell them is increasing the. Uh, I guess so, man. Yeah, no, hey, I'm. I, 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 I think it's I, I think it's different because it's local news. If this was fucking GMA today, uh, addicted America, uh, addicted. U.S. You know what I mean? Opioid crisis in America. That's different than a local news station calling the entire North State addicted and then having pills falling out of a bottle, meth settling into a spoon, needles. That's fucked up, man. I think, uh, yeah, and I think also it it almost makes it seem like it's a, like it's an us problem when in reality it is like, it's like a nationwide thing that like, 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 again, aren't we, I don't know, I don't think anyone, I don't think we've beaten the, uh, the opioid crisis yet. I'm pretty sure. Fuck no. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure that, that there are places from, from, from West Virginia to San Francisco and everywhere in between that are a lot of Midwest communities. Oh yeah. So, so it's oh, more, yeah. so, so yeah, treating it like it's like a North, I mean, it's an issue that is It's a hundred percent an issue. It's an issue happening in the North state, but I agree that a hundred percent we should cover saying, it by saying addicted North state. It does seem to almost imply that it is like a, like a, like a local issue specifically. And, and again, it, it's a local issue in the sense that it happens here, but not local in the sense that we're not, you know, we're not some, like everyone here is an, not, a drug yeah, addict. We're not some shitty. Oh, community. addicted yeah. North, North state addict. Some yeah. addicted North. It's like, dude, not all of us are drug addicts and not all of us 
me feeling offended is not because I'm a past user. I've never used any of that shit in my life. Mm-hmm. It's because it, first of all, is graphic. And yes, the news is graphic. And yes, little kids and whatnot shouldn't be watching the news in general. Mm-hmm. That is true, right? Because I know exactly that's what some people in the building would say is, you know, I've heard that before. And that's a fair point. But you also shouldn't call your viewers and, and your home base and people that you want to tune addicted. in and sponsor literally addicted. addicted. Yeah. And not only that, but have the paraphernalia going on in the background. And yeah, I, I understand needle, it's like needles a, and spoons and drugs pills falling out of the bottle. Yeah. yeah. Literally. I mean, there's some sort of material in the spoon. I'm and, like, this is just bad. And, and, I, think, and, I, and I think, I think another, re- I was trying to think of why specifically it might rub, rub you or, and me the wrong way is, um, it almost seems to create this like melodramatic, like, like soap opera, like, like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it creates this when it's really, it's, this is like a real thing that people suffer from. It would be like, what's an equivalent. It would be, it would be like, like if there was like, um, if, if like we've, we had, let's say like a couple of like mass sh- shootings locally and we did, and we did like, a like, a gun violence in the North state background. And it was just like, and just like showed video, like pictures, right? Just a bunch of shooting, fucking guns and shit and rifles and, and bullets. And it's like, it's yeah. Like, it's, man, a, it's a 60 clip. Is, it's like, it, it's, dude, it's almost like there's a disassociation between like the fact that like, like it almost like people forget that the stuff that we're covering actually happens. Like this is a real thing. This is not a TV show. Yeah, exactly. It's a show, but it's not it, a show. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, this and is I think not that's, a show. I think that's why it, cre- it, it creates this like, you know, it creates this like hyper drama, almost like like ooh, you know, this is the big bad issue that we're dealing. And it's like, man, I don't know. Again, the the hey, the reason why they do it is because they think that it's going. That's that's what is going to generate interest. Um, and, man, and, I'll tell you all right now on this public platform. If I ran that station, we'd never run in that. <laughs> yeah, if I was whoever yeah, is were, over there that I made that it. call, yeah, I'd, I would fucking axe yeah, you it. And, you and Sam were, were, and rightfully so, you guys were pretty pissed about. Dude, that. I would axe that idea. Like, fuck no, we are not doing this. Was that the, was that the first time we ran that? I don't think I'd... Yeah, because yeah, we hadn't talked At least on Daybreak. Yeah, and... Uh, I told Nazi, I was like, I don't like that. It's in poor taste. I'm from the area. Yeah. I've never used any of that stuff. It still triggered me. I don't like that shit. I'm like, I don't like that. We shouldn't run it on our program, at least. Whatever whatever station, whoever Action wants news. to do... <laughs> well, no, whoever wants to do whatever they want to do is fine. Yeah. I, I feel like on the Daybreak side of things, things we can control, we should control not running that. That that was just my... I pass it on to her, so she'll take a look at it, but... um. Yeah, well, anyway. well, I don't. Well, I don't think I was as bothered by it as you and Sam. I think I still agree with you guys, and that I do think that the way that it's presented is is uh, is in poor taste. It just feels a little. It feels as a like viewer, it, it's in yeah. poor taste. As someone that maybe, hey, think from this perspective, what if a recovering addict is watching? Just throw it out there. I'm sure recovering addicts have watched the news before, right? Even though some of that stuff could be graphic and triggering. And they see all that yeah. at six in the morning, six fifteen in the morning, when they're waking up, having coffee, trying not yeah. to, you know what I mean? Try not to smoke cigs anymore. Try not to it, do it. It, it treats it's, it. It's triggering. It treats dude. it like a non, like a non-human problem. Like there are people behind the, these issues, you know. That too. Um, yeah, people use yeah. and it's bad, and they may while out, and they bit like they're real people. Like, yeah, yeah. It it, it makes it feel like. It makes it feel like how I think people think of mainstream news, and it's like they're dis- they think they're connected, but they're totally disconnected. It makes KRCR feel disconnected mm. from the community it serves. Yeah, it's, it's that's actually that's a good point. That's it, your it, problem, it it, not our problem. It, yeah, it's like that's that's actually that's a really great point. That's that's what that made me I feel like. That's, that's it, your problem. That's feel, not our it feels, problem. It feels exactly. It feels like we're covering something that isn't actually something that our own community is like, you know what I mean? Dealing yeah, with. I, yeah, exactly. It just, feels like just, a national Just package. like the way the national news will cover things because they are, dis- you know, they are disconnected from it because we're really, what are they, you know? Like what is right. the national news? But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, what is it? Yeah. That's but yeah, true. no, um, man, you know, this we're, we're doing, we're talking, it's heavy. Some, we're talking about some heavy hard. Is I, I this was, what it normally is? Is this what you're, you know, 
It, it it goes however it goes, imagine right? You, imagine like, when you talked with the sheriff, it it, it could have been like that. You know, probably talked about some some issues in the area. Yeah, for sure. There yeah, was definitely yeah. some tough. You know, there was. I told him about this one TikTok video I saw where it was some homeboy at Pine and Sahama, mm-hmm. right in front of the Thunderbird Lodge sign. Homeboy was. It was nighttime. Some guy was filming him, filming him right there. He was face mm-hmm. down on the concrete, passed the fuck out, drugged out. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I asked him, I'm like, that's like a real. I'm like, dude, I see that. All the time. Like, yep. what are we going to do? Like, is there something that's going to happen with this? And, yep. you know, it, it, it's, you know, he there, gave the answer he a, gave. There's but. a whole, there's a whole, there's a whole ethical thing. People talking about um, how the way journalists report, that's a whole ethical debate. Um, you know, there a lot of, especially like with wildlife, wildlife journalists and uh, reporters and like, or people reporting in like war-torn countries. Like there's a lot of, I think, I think it's still the mantra is like, you know, you simply are the eyeball. You know, you are not gonna you 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 are you are the lens into this world, but you are not gonna interact with it in any way. And and some people, you know, wonder if that's actually you know if you see a child, you know, down the street whose like leg is broken because they got hit by like shrapnel or something like that, do you not help them? You know, um, I think there have been reporters who've 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 uh, who've 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 suffered from like the guilt. Of of reporting survivors guilt of reporting it's a real thing. yeah no they're like reporters who've 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 taken photos in in like you know places in Africa that are that are facing famine and drought and like of people there like lying down starving and like just the fact that they're there to just simply take the photos of the people and they can't like expose help. them yeah and they can't help them I mean I think it's it is valuable a hundred percent I think it is valuable it gives them a voice but but it's also I hey I would I wouldn't I don't think I could have the stomach to do it I don't think you know I'd have to be a little bit more hardened, you know, yeah. I'm still, still got a bit of a soft exterior. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that's another thing, like a lot of people, and it's more at the national level, um, but a lot of people, it, it feels like they have no idea what they're actually saying. They're just reading the prompter. Mm-hmm. And like, that's what gets me about like GMA and all that. I'm like, these people don't <laughs> deal with any of these fucking issues at all. Do, you ever, do, you ever do they like, all make like $20 million a year and live in you know, you know a how, billionaire's row? You, know, you go you, through nothing. You know how, uh, you know how like the, uh, what is it? The uh, like, Hunger Games, how there's the uh, there's like the capital or something like that, and all these people are dressed all extravagantly, and uh, and like you know they 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 pay to watch the 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 poor people, um, yeah, you know fight each other. Yeah, that, no, that's the world. <laughs> no, I, that's what the world. Does. Sometimes I feel sometimes I feel like that. Sometimes you know it's funny. You know what's something? It's it's really, you know why you feel like that? Because it's a real thing. Well, well, I was gonna say I feel like that for sometimes a lot of like from different things. <laughs> this is this is going this is left field. What I'm about to say because it's, it's a total change of tone. Okay. The fucking show, The Masked Singer, makes me feel that way. I feel like I'm living in a dystopia when I see The Masked Singer on TV. Huh? You know what I mean? Do you not know what I mean? I'm saying like I mean, of course I know, you know what show you're so talking fucking, about because it's so fucking like weird and like and like these like celebrities all like karaoke singing or singing with like like extravagant costumes on just like the fact that like it'll come on like right after the news just finishes talking about some like horrible shit um, and then it's like the I don't know why in my mind when I think of that when I think about like the whole like let them eat cake type type uh, attitude of uh, it, it, that's what I think of and hey people need you know people need a uh, Need entertainment, right? You know, I like entertainment. I I don't want sure. I don't want everything to just be real all the time, right? You know? And serious, and and yeah, for sure, you gotta disconnect from it from time to time. Absolutely, no, I'm with you on that, man. I'm with you on that. Let's get into this. Mm-hmm. We're already at two hours, by the way. 
Oh, no uh, wow. Yeah, already two hours. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, <laughs> it's been a good time. It's yeah, been, it's, been, yeah. it's been fun. Absolutely. Even we do, do got to wind down a little some, bit. Yeah, but let's, let's wind it down. Thank you for the smart water, by the way. Of course, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Blake, Blake Mayfield treats his, uh, his podcast guests, guests right. I try to. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I try some, to. Some bougie water. You know, you talk about how you've always wanted to be a writer. That's always been kind mm-hmm. of, um, maybe not even a dream, but just something that you just like doing. Yeah. Um. What is your dream job? Do you want to be the editor at the Chronicle in San Francisco? That'd be a major fucking yeah. role, in my yeah. opinion. Hey, if I got uh, that, jo- if I got that gig, I would, I would not turn it down. But um, the reason why I, I even want to be an editor is because I was reading. I think I was reading a book by Stephen King, um, or at least somebody. I think it was a Stephen King book, and it was. Uh, I was just re- like, you know how authors do. Um, do um dedications you know in the beginning of the book like this book is dedicated to you know sometimes they'll do their kid their wife their parents a loved one right um and i remember stephen king you know he's done like 80 books he's probably run out of loved ones to dedicate the books to but um one book in particular i think he dedicated to like his editor or something like that and he was like man you know without you this book would be a piece of shit and you know you know we, we love working with you and it made me realize like holy shit yeah Editors are people who, like, work behind the scenes, like, one-on-one with these authors, with these people who create fiction, nonfiction works. And, um, and they help, have massive and, catalogs. And, 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 help, yeah. and help them get there, you know, help them make their book into something that's readable, that's good, you know, working. Like, I love, I love, I love um, working with people on, like, creative projects. Um, and that just, that just seemed to appeal. It made me realize how an editor... Because obviously you can't rely. You can't. I can't say my goal in my career is going to be a writer. Because how many freaking starving writers are there out there? You know, I wanted something that was more dependable. Um, but you know that yeah, that seems that seems like the next best thing. If if I if I can't you know obviously if I were to write something, and it were to get you know and I could then feel comfortable living off of that, I probably would do that. But I'm not counting on it. And um, I think that would be the next best thing to work with people whose whose books and writing I admire and I think is good. And um and I could help them and I think that'd be cool. But uh, that's yeah. where I'm at. Um hey, but newspaper editor not out of the question either. You know I I could Chronicle is still a big deal I there. Dig it. You know I like I love I love a good uh, I love a good uh, story that takes like a like a movie movies that take place at like uh like uh newspapers you know Zodiac and Spotlight and stuff like that. I, yeah, I like, hell yeah. I like that stuff. That's what I'm saying. Well, like cool. the Chronicles, like it's like the New Often, York Times, like the, it's an iconic some, publication. Some, sometimes the editor, sometimes the editor, um, is always they're always the bad guy though. I feel like in these movies and like in like. Uh, whenever it's about journalism, so the last the, the editor's the the, 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 the guy who sits call. behind the desk who will who you know the, the movie's protagonist is going to be some like you know some beady eyed smiling little reporter who's trying to do their best and she puts you know she or him puts their their freaking you know, their, their their thing on the desk and then, smoking a yeah what the, the guy, hell is yeah, this smoking a cigarette <laughs> what a fucker throws in the trash fucking shit you didn't even read it I didn't need to I could tell just by looking at you yeah yeah, yeah that's what the editor yep. is I mean I I wouldn't. <laughs> Maybe I'd be like that sometimes, but yeah, that'll be. Yeah, that maybe, maybe maybe you're making me rethink my career choice here. Do I want to be the big the big guy smoking the cigar behind the desk? You know? Yeah, dude. Yeah, gonna be some fucking loser later on. You want to be a loser now? Man. Yeah, gonna, That's funny. Nah, nah, you'll be good. You'll be good. Let's do a little speed round. Let's do yeah, a, sure. a San Francisco speed round for you. Fun. Because you're going to San Francisco, mm-hmm. um, and I, I love the Bay. You love the Bay. I, I might be there next weekend, actually. I know you moved next weekend down there. I might be going to a Giants game. Oh, fun, dude. First Giants game yeah. I've been to in five years. I've never been to a Giants game. You- got it, man. I got to go to a pro. I don't, I don't even watch baseball, but my God, dude. I want to go to a baseball game. Giants are fun, too. They're a good dude, team. what are you doing? Not this year, but <laughs> you've never been to a Giants never game? Never been to a Giants game, man. You know where the ballpark's at, right? Yeah, it's like on the Bay, right? 
or on the right. Literally on it's the like dude. On, yeah, I, I don't even want to spoil it it's for you. It's a nice it's, park. It's like it's right up there it's with amazing. It's like an iconic park. It's right it's up there amazing. with like uh, where, what's another park? Isn't isn't like Fenway and Fenway, Boston, uh, yeah. the old Yankee Stadium in New York, old Yankee Stadium, uh, yeah. or in the Bronx. I but. wanted. I was really bummed. I wanted to go to um to a Yankees game or a Cubs game when I was in Chicago and, and New York last summer. And um, you didn't go to Wrigley Field. Both well, both times I went there. Yeah, I almost went to Wrigley. Both times I went there. Um, I guess they had the COVID they, they thing were, going on. No, still, no, right? it wasn't that. It was that they just were playing away games when I was there. Oh, gotcha. So they were they were on road trips. No, no, no baseball for me. I'll tell you what, dude. Baseball tickets like literally, if like if the if both teams suck, they're especially cheap. You can literally get into the Giants game. You can walk up to the booth. I'm telling you, pay literally twenty dollars yeah. cash. Get a ticket I was, and I was just gonna go. say baseball games just are go. way cheaper to go to than basketball games. I've I would just couple, do it. I've been to a couple of basketball games. Um, Kings games, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, there's nothing like an NFL game in my opinion. But baseball is very. Have you been to an NFL game? Yes. Whoa, twice. that's cool. Yeah, that's and cool. there's nothing like it. I mean, there's nothing like eighty thousand people that are all into yeah, and all know what's going on. You that's know thing, what I mean? Baseball games. Whenever you look at like a baseball game, it always feels like uh, the state the stands are a little empty, especially if it's not like a like an end of season, like you know. Two big teams playing right. each other. Like I was watching, uh, like, like uh, there was a lady who did the national anthem at the A's game on like a on like a on like a saw. Dude, the A's have no fans. Dude, I wa- I was looking at those stands. I'm like, there's who's no even, A's fans. Who's she even playing it for, man? There was like five people there. Dude, it's so bad. <laughs> that sucks, it's so man. Because re- the A's have a terrible team, and the city doesn't even want them anymore. And dude, the uh, Oakland better hold on to the A's, man. That's all they got. Friggin'. The, they want to move to where the port is. They want to build a stadium at the port. The war. I mean, I'm like the Warriors moved out of Oakland um, to, and, the then, Raiders and then the Raiders are out of there. states. They they got they only have the A's, man. You got they. Oh, if you're if you're from Oakland, listening to this, you got to hold on to those guys. That's all you got. That's all. They're that's gonna all let them go. Got. I'm telling you right now, they're gonna let them walk. Well, dude, I mean, it's like, is it even profitable to have a team in Oakland for for the MLB? You know. Hey, MLB. Hey, for hearing this, Tiger Field, Reading. <laughs> Tiger Field, right next door, baby. Colt 45s, hey, give them a hey chance. Hey, man, you know, you never know. You never know. Let's do the speed round. Yeah. Favorite thing to do in San Francisco? Just uh, walk uh, walk the streets, go into shops, just explore around. Um, love finding random weird little shops that sell random weird little things in random weird little parts of the city. Okay. Yeah. Best restaurant? Ooh, man, in San Francisco? Yes. And there's tons. There are so freaking San Fran many. has amazing there fucking are so food. There's so many, dude. Um Okay. This is not my favorite restaurant, but Cafe, I want to say it's called Cafe Francisco or something. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. I had a piece of I had a Mediterranean pizza there. That was the best pizza I've ever had in my life. Huh. What's a Mediterranean pizza? It's like it's basically just like, you know how like American pizza is like, you know, shredded mozzarella and tomato sauce covered with toppings like like um Mediterranean pizza is just like like really crunchy thin crust, like really crunchy thin crust with like thin layer of tomato tomato sauce, some big circles of uh, mozzarella cheese, mm. and then like basil leaves. That's it. Gotcha, gotcha. And man, I I got that just like I'm like what the fuck is a Mediterranean pizza? And I had it. I think they called it a pizza margarita or something like that. Margarita pizza. Margarita. Yeah, pizza, yeah, 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 yeah. Mediterranean. Yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, there you go. And and uh and um. Best best slice of pizza I've ever had. Margarita so pizzas are fucking freaking good. good. Yeah. I've never. I've man. I've I've been trying to chase that high ever since, man. That's that was that was the best pizza I've ever had. Yeah, so like everyone else in San Francisco. Sh- shout out to uh, uh, shout out to Cafe. <laughs> funny, shout out to uh, Cafe Francisco. That was pretty. Um, uh, that was pretty good pizza you guys got there. I'm just playing around Bay Area. Uh, what's something that you have not done in San Francisco, like we were just talking about, War- that to, you would like to do? Go to a Warriors game. Go to a uh, Giants game. 
go watch the Niners play. I know they're in like Santa Clara, right? Or yeah, Santa Clara. Like, close enough. Yeah, um, sure. Go to a, I, that's like probably one of the first things. Go to a concert there too. I've never been to a concert. Never been, to, never been to a concert, man. Dude, bro, I, I've I've come close, but it's like I just never, I just never. It's like I'm always like, ah, oh, then I have to pay for a hotel, and I feel like I don't I, do I anything. Like in my, in my Dude, day-to-day I do, life. I do shit, but I don't no, I don't I go know. to a concert. I but I ask people that I've never been to a concert, never done. I'm like, what do you what do you do? I guess everyone does different shit. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. yeah. It's all good. Let's talk about I'm going well, once I'm there, I'm one hundred percent doing that though. Yeah. No question. That's cool. Yeah. What's a place you recommend people to avoid in San Francisco? <laughs> I'll let you know when I'm there more uh more often. Um when I'm actually living there. But um I wish I could tell you the actual block. Whatever that block was on when I was driving through the Mission District, holy shit. Again, that was like World War Z type shit. It was like... Avoid like Tenderloin. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I, well, I know that from, from my dad and my sister's experience. Avoid whatever that one block in the Mission District is because, my God, there's like there's just people. It just it felt like you were... It felt like I was in a zombie apocalypse. Like, And I felt... Man, it was, it was like... It was totally just disheartening, man. That's, uh, that's all I got to say. Uh, there's a lot of nice areas. But avoid Tenderloin, avoid that one part of the Mission District. It's kind of near. Uh, it's kind of near their their public radio station, wherever they're, they're headquartered. There. That's all I got. That's, that's that's all I can say about that. I'll let you, I'll, I'll I'll probably my list will expand the more I'm more I walk around out there. There are a lot of these in San Francisco. <laughs> what is your favorite landmark? There are tons there in are the city. So freaking many again. Um, city is packed with them. Land never been to Alcatraz. Um, can't comment on that. I guess I haven't either. So, I lo- but I, I don't love, like water. So. Um. So I love going to uh, up to Twin Peaks. You get an awesome view of the city up there. Yeah. Um, however, this isn't really a landmark, but there's a um, where my my great aunt, my great my great my tanta Eliza is buried. Not really buried, but I guess housed in a mausoleum in near Berkeley. And um, and if you go up to that mausoleum, um, to the to the to the to the entrance of it, it's really beautiful, quiet, um, green area. And you and you're on the you're obviously in the East Bay, but you you have an unimpeded beautiful view of the entire city, and it's really really nice. Um, and also just really quiet. It's a mausoleum, you know. It's gonna be quiet. So if you ever just want to like you know, read yeah, out of that think, craziness of the city. Yeah, read yeah. or think. Or just, it gets a little just, nuts. Yeah, just just go. Um, I, I don't want to recommend people go to a mausoleum, but hey, I love it. It was really, it's really, it's really peaceful. <laughs> you know, some people like walking around like graveyards and cemeteries. You know, it's like so, it's the same hey, thing, right? Yeah, float your boat. You Never know, float your boat. Yeah. Did you know? I have a fun fact for you now. Sure. Uh, we're, we're done with the questions. Okay. Uh, <laughs> did you know the entire Mission District was built on an old creek? Yes. Oh, an old creek. I thought. Okay, I did not know that. I knew um, that is still active under the district. So it's an underground creek. What's the part of the, what's part what's the part of this? I thought you were going to say the part of the city that was built like on basically just the piles of rubble from from the earthquake. I know there's like they there's a literally like a whole a whole section of the city when the city basically burnt down and fell down during the 19 like 06 earthquake I think it was. Yeah. Like they they literally like put all they just put all like the shit over in like a part of the the peninsula and just sort of like paved over it. And so there's really like this like really kind of like unstable. Dude, there's I mean, so much room. Dude, I mean, shit. Kind of, well, the, what's the tower that's tilting out there? Millennium. Millennium don't ever walk in there. <laughs> no, that hey, if me. you've never been to San Fran or don't ever go in there. And I say that because it's it's actively sinking and tilting. Uh, it's sunk 18 inches and tilted 21. Oh and the legal code max <laughs> oh in California God. before you have to literally take yeah. apart a skyscraper, it cannot lean more than 27 inches. It's it is, getting there. And it opened in 2009. Yeah, I think I think Joe Montana had like a penthouse at the top, and he, ended he up bought like the penthouse. Suing, he ended up like suing the tower, which he should have because oh my god, they didn't disclose that. How to can him. you live up there? I would never live up there. 
that's the so top crazy. of a building that's falling over. You know what's crazy? Well, what's up? Kevin Durant knew all this stuff and, and still, still moved. <laughs> still got it. That's funny. Do you think he's still? I mean, he's obviously not in no, the he's anymore. Not there yeah. anymore. Yeah, he's in New York. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah, he lived there. He lived there. He got the full. Which, by the way, when the Warriors played in Oakland, I know that traffic. I'm not living in San Fran and the arenas in Oakland. Yeah. You know, I'm I just mean, not doing that. But also, are you living in Oakland? You know what I mean? <laughs> well, if I'm not mistaken, I think KD did have a house there are, there in Oakland nice, as well. I mean, the Oakland Hills, you know, they're they're really nice. Dude, let me tell you, Oakland is fucking great. If yeah. you know what you're doing I there. was going to say, there's, there's, a, there's, a part in or, there's a part in Oakland that we're like, they have like, like I, like, I think a lot of people have a really negative impression of Oakland. And there's this part of Oakland that was like this like big, beautiful like lake with like greenery and walking trails around it and all these. And it was like, oh my God, it was so, everyone was out walking their dog. It was pretty. It was like. Like, wow, this is in Oakland, you know? A lot of people love to shit on Oakland. But, There's uh, still a reason I think more people live in Oakland than San Francisco. Not just because the high prices. Like, people like Oakland. And sure, bit. I mean, look, I've yeah. I've driven to Oracle Arena plenty of times, um, been downtown. I mean, like, I, you understand the issues, yeah. right? But at the same time, it's like, that's not the entire picture. Can, you I, tell you, uh, can I tell you a fun fact? Of course. Um, uh, I think Treasure Island, talking about things that were built on stuff that was like, you know, shouldn't be built on top of, but... Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but um, I want to say Treasure Island. You know that thing with the the I think it's the Bay Bridge. Basically, it connects like a, yeah, the it like hit halfway across. They call it Yerba Buena or something like that now. Yeah, but so, yeah. yeah, but I want to say that that's a man-made island. That's uh during the World Fair. During the World Fair, they literally just like dumped a bunch of like dirt and rocks and stuff out in the bay and basically made like a man-made island as Jesus. part of like the World Fair. I'm almost positive. I, I could be co- totally Why does wrong. everything about that city seem so unsafe? It's so I know, right? <laughs> I know. And sinking they're, buildings. They're, they're, trying to, they're trying to develop like, it now because it used to be like nothing out there save for like, you know, like uh, like industrial type stuff. And now they're actually trying to like build it up. I think they're, they're going to build their first like five, six story thing out there. Dude, there is a magnificent apartment complex they built on that island that I'm just like, holy oh, fuck. Yeah? I... It's literally insane. I'm like, I can't imagine Isn't having that, this view every morning. Yeah, I, I just looked it up. That's so. Oh yeah, you have an awesome view of the of the city. I oh can't my, it's like the best. It's the that. best view. It's the like the. It's an I, I don't like water. I'm terrified of water. Yeah. So I, I probably wouldn't do that. Yeah, but anyway, like, yeah, I was uh, you have something. I, you, I just literally just looked it up to confirm. And yeah, it was. It's so weird that an island was built. Treasure Island was built in uh, 1936 and 19 to 1937 for the Golden Gate International Exposition in 1939. The island's World Fair site. Yeah, so so literally, they they said, you know what, we we need to fucking Paris built the Eiffel Tower, you know, Chicago they built the first like Ferris wheel or something. We got to build just a goddamn island. That's what we're gonna do. That's yeah. what San Francisco did for their for their World Fair. San Fran- I mean, everything about that city is just like, damn, how'd you guys hold on to this for so long? Like, you think about like the '89 earthquake. How did more shit not like break? Oh yeah, didn't that was you know? that collapsed the Bay Bridge for right and yeah. Yeah, yeah, just the upper deck though, which is Yikes. nuts. Yikes, that's yeah. nuts. Yikes. And and technology like earthquake safe building technology was not what it is now. Like no. now they have like pendulums and stuff at the bottom of building. Right, like, that's crazy. That's great. Honestly, I'm, I'm it's it's pretty. It's probably gonna be pretty unless it's like a massive quake. It'll probably be it's still. It's probably pretty safe in the city. You know, people are like, oh, you know, we're waiting on it. It's coming. When <laughs> they made the San Andreas well, movie well, in 2015, well, the, 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 prob- the problem thing, the problem is like geologic time is like not human time. So like something being overdue, like obviously I think they say it because like the, the San Andreas fault with how much it's like it's overdue for a big earthquake. But I think like the problem is overdue in geologic time can be like hundreds or thousands of years. You know, overdue in human time is like, hey, it's been right. a few hours, we're waiting. Yeah. So it's like or you even know, a few years. It's like, dude, the like, odds like like there's a good chance that a few lifetimes will go by with before a major quake freaking destroys the Bay Area. If yeah. it even does that. 
I don't think so, man. Because it, it, it feels, not just because we industrialize it as America and whatnot, and, and it feels yeah. more um, complete as just a geological place yeah. on the map, but I just... Really, uh, uh, like you said, all these buildings and and, and new codes. Yeah, and yeah. It's gonna tear down these cities. Like this is not 1906. Like we know our stuff's so advanced. Like these cities are gonna remain. There's too much money to be lost. People don't realize <laughs> that they're like, oh, San Fran will just slide right into the ocean. I'm like, nah. You know how many billionaires live in San Fran? <laughs> nah, Dude, that's not, not, happening. not happening. They build stuff to where they will it's have that happening. city. It is nice. Yeah. It is nice though if you were like to live in New York. That's something you don't have to worry about. Like San Francisco, like you have to worry about tsunamis, earthquakes, you know, fires. New York, it's like what do you kind of worry about? Like I guess like a hurricane. And by that, that just rats. means rats. Yeah. And I don't do. I'm telling you right rats. now, I don't do rats, bro. I don't. I'm terrified. I don't do rats. I don't like water. I don't like rats. I feel like very few people do rats. You know, rats are not. They're not. They're not a popular. My little sister loves rats. Oh, there you go. She has three. Whatever they call them. um, Not wild ones, of course, but like like the ones that like you make them into pets. You know, she has like a term for them, and I'm like, those are fucking rats. (laughs) Those are rats. You let them out right now. It's a rat. What do you think about squirrels? I I rescued a baby squirrel like a week ago. I mean, squirrels all right. They never basically tree rats. Yeah, they don't bug me or nothing. (laughs) Tree rats. Well, they are. Have you seen (laughs) the baby one? It's literally just like the long rat tail with like the claws. Yeah, it's true. When they're when they're naked like that, you can tell they're basically just tree rats. Yeah, I love squirrels, so I'm not gonna. Well, I don't love them, I, I don't hate them. You like them? Uh, yeah, I like I like seeing them scamper around. They're cute. Yeah, they're sure. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> One last thing for yeah, you, sure. dude. Two hours, eighteen minutes. Oh my god. Yeah, we've been here a while. <laughs> what comes next? Obviously, you're going to San Fran State, yeah. but you worked at KRCR. Yeah, feels like it's a big year for you. Um, you're going to go to school. You're yeah, moving to the city. Yeah. I feel like it has been a big year for you. You know. Um, how do you feel about this year so far, and, and what comes next, and what are you looking forward to post-local news, and now you're getting your career started, you kind of, sort of? Like, year to date, like, right now, we're, we're looking, like, basically, the last 12-month period has been, like, me um, me traveling, uh, obviously, did, like, a three-month cross-country trip, um, and then KRCR, big, big change for me, San Francisco State going off to university now. Um, so change is coming. You, yeah. you think there's been changes so been, now? Change been, is coming. It's been a year of change, and uh, you know, if I had to, if I had to look back, if I had to give this, if I had to, if I had to rate it on a scale of one to ten, you know, I'd probably give it like a like a like a good like eight or nine. There've been down moments, but like as far as years go, this has been a, this has been a fun one. I've I've liked working at KRCR. Um, I feel I feel like I feel like you know, my forward progress in life kind of stagnated with the pandemic, right? Um, community. I think everyone feels like from, that. From like between now and high school, from when high when I got out of high school to now, there's been sort of like a stagnation in the sense that like, you know, been locked in quarantine and community college and just like working the same job at like the soccer park. And I feel like it was just there was just sort of like a halt. You know, the brakes came. You know, the emergency brake was pulled, and it, and and that's not really a good feeling. You know, when it feels like you're just just uh, cruising along. Yeah, you're just yeah. you're just turning. You're you're just in a wheel. You know, just this turning and turning, not really moving anywhere. And so now I feel like. You know the train's finally chug. You know it's picking up steam. I'm heading. I'm heading in a direction, and I'm excited about it. So, and, and I feel like this year was sort of like the impetus for that happening. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, yeah totally. And Hell also yeah. end it with the uh, with me being on the podcast, dude. Yeah. Highlight, highlight. I was saying, I mean, these last couple of days for, sure, for you. I mean, for last sure. day on daybreak, and then a week from today. A week from today, I will a week be from today in, you're going be in San Francisco. Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's nuts. Well, look. I want to thank you for coming on here. Totally. I appreciate it very for much. For sure. Uh, I think it'll feel weird on Daybreak. Something I haven't seen on here yet. I think it's going to be a little weird for me personally, at least the first couple of days, because you are the last person. And not only that, but like you said, my entire tenure there, you've also been there. Yeah. So it's just like one of those things where it's like, damn, there's no one left on the and, PA side. And as, a P- and as a PA, you know, I know Jensen's still there, but like we were, we more, we were closer together than, than the, uh, 
you know, like when you came, my shift was your shift. You know, we both came in at the same time, left right. at the same time. We worked in the same sort of areas. So yeah. Same control room. Yeah, same. You'll, you'll yeah. get, who's the new guy? What's the name? Like, like uh, Chris, Chris, Chris. He's yeah. like a great guy. So yeah, I met Chris. I mean, I, Life goes It'll on, right? Be, It'll be different. The show goes on, the show but it's goes always on. different. The show goes on. I felt the same way when we went from Alex to Sam as director. I'm like, it's yep. a different vibe. Even when, even when like Andrew left and shit, you know, or, or yeah, old Taylor, yeah, like so it, when people exit and new people come in, like it feels different, you know. Different. Yeah. But it'll all it'll be daybreak. It'll be daybreak. A month from now, I won't even think about. You know what I mean? It's like it's just life. So, yeah. um, but I appreciate it, dude. And I, and I appreciate you saying that too. Like that, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna miss working with you guys 100. percent Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It was a good time. I mean, like I said, just debates and just me popping off saying shit. Yeah, sometimes just, the, the vibe's dead and you gotta get it going, you know? I'm, yeah. I'm not afraid to admit that Blake, I... Blake is Blake is really good at starting shit. And, and I mean that as a compliment. Like, you know, he can tell he can he can tell where your little weak points I are. I can tell when started. the room's dead. Look at you. You got me. You got me freaking spouting stuff on What do you YouTube. mean? Oh, just like you got me going off about like anti-vaxxers and stuff like that. <laughs> that was random. Somehow, I, yeah. I was letting you do your thing. Somehow, but... I, somehow you did it. I don't know. I swear. That wasn't me. But no, I, I stand by it. Hey, hey man. Yeah, you got, you got to stand by it but no thank you in all seriousness totally. i appreciate it so yeah if you guys made it this far two hours 22 minutes by the way just wow. hit two hours 22 minutes so one day right here triple twos if you guys have made it this far thank you for listening i'll be back here in just a few days time and i will see you guys later have a good day